This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. What up, High Fivers? It's your boy, High Five Tom. I've got my very good friend here on the other side of the country, Mr. Uh, Willer Utah. Mr. Willer, uh, Mr. Utah, how are you this evening? You know, Brian Danielson said it uh, doesn't rain in the desert, but it's very obviously not the desert here. Uh, Didn't lose power. Power at work flickered um, the other night, which was... A little, little, maybe a little nervous running around checking all the ovens and fryers and shit that was going on. But we we survived mostly. Uh, one of my my outlets here in the bedroom on the wall behind me, I did did spark, did uh, burn a hole in our our laundry bag. So thankfully, uh, Brittany was home and in the bedroom, so we were able to get the shit unplugged from that outlet. Um, they haven't come in to fix it yet though, so they're obviously not that worried. So. Holy shit! Does your uh, does your job have like a smart and like have a backup generator? I'm not sure if uh, if Hannaford's does the generator thing. When I worked at BJ's, uh, they didn't, so we had to move everything that was refrigerated into like our big walk-in coolers and have somebody drop pallets of dry ice to keep stuff cold. Yeah, um, I know. Haven't yeah. haven't had that issue so far here. I don't really want to find out. Yeah, I've uh, I got a couple generator stories, but we'll get we'll get back to that. But uh, Will and I are not alone. We've got a few firsts here um, on Ring of Honor Revelry for the first time. Uh, we've got uh, two guests um, on for a ring or an episode of Ring of Honor Revelry, and the first time for reviewing a pay per view. Uh, but we have a returning guest. I uh, heard him on a great uh, watch along. And also a previous guest on a TV episode, Mr. Eric Freeds of uh, Nattering with E. Mr. Freeds, how are you? I am great, guys. Uh, thank you so much for having me back. It's been, to quote the, uh, can we still quote Aaron Lewis, even though he's an anti-vaxxer and pro-Trumper? Um, I, I so I was going to say, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. I mean, I, his shitty music's a lot worse than his political views, so. That is fair. That that it's been a while. <laughs> That it's been a while songs, the only one I know by them, but uh yeah. I mean kudos to him for getting a paycheck. Um, you know, so it is what it is. Uh but we have a first time guest, uh, Miss SJ McDonald. SJ, how are you this evening? I'm great. Thanks for having me here, guys. We it's are glad be- to have you. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I was like, it's gonna be quite an interesting experience. 
<laughs> yes, yes, you are. Um, you know, and just kind of break down the fourth wall. SJ's like, well, I don't know much about Ring of Honor. I'm like, well, that's absolutely fucking perfect because <laughs> uh, that's really exactly what we're looking for. Um, our last good, our last guest, our good friend, Mr. Beaumont of the Brainbuster Boys, was kind of in a similar situation. He just started watching wrestling to do his podcast and make sure you do check out the Brainbuster Boys. Brett and Beaumont are um, awesome people and a great podcast. Um, but actually, real quick, SJ, we talked in pre-production a little bit. I'm not really sure how. So obviously, we met you through the Shining Wizards Discord. How did you come about to this merry, uh, merry bag of mis- misfits and fuck ups? <laughs> that is the Shining Wizards Discord. Well, um, actually, it was it was actually uh, Brendan that introduced me to it. Okay. Yeah, like I saw, like I see him share it on Facebook and stuff, and then I'm like, oh, what's this? And then he told me about it, and then and then he introduced me to the Shining Wizards podcast. So I started listening, and then I became a regular listener, then a patron, and yeah, then I got invited to the Discord. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, the, the Discord is really at, and um, obviously that's how Will and I met, uh, Fries and I met, uh, Bauerhausen, Brunden, um, all these people I've actually interacted with in real life. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there, it's not just wrestling. There's a lot of music on there. Uh, there's a books channel. Uh, there's a DDPY channel that's been rather quiet because your boy High Five Tom recently deleted Discord off his phone and doesn't want to take pictures. Uh, it's okay. I'm us. guilty for not posting on there either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's all right. So for a while, our, well, mostly, mostly SJ was holding it down on that one. But um, all right, yeah, Brunden. I mean, shout out to Brunden. Uh, I don't know why that guy doesn't have his own podcast, but you know, she's right? too busy. I tell him that all the time. He's too busy carrying everybody else's. That's yeah, true. that's that's that that's very true. <laughs> I mean, he's you know he's uh, Atlas ain't got shit on Brunden, so. He's, uh, you know, he's gonna get those XPW results and the the Choco Pro results and. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a religious person at all, but you're doing the Lord's work if you're if you're bringing in fucking XPW results. So. So speaking of Brundon, um, we have a couple of questions of dishonor. Um, Will you got those queued up? Because my phone's charging far away from me. I mean, sure, we can start with the the well, probably be the easier one, which was uh, our. Who is our favorite Canadian Ring of Honor superstar? And he had an answer, which I was a little surprised, but it completely makes sense because I didn't realize he was Canadian. Hmm. Good old yeah. at King Carino. Yeah, good. Uh, well, Steve. Well, uh, like I said, I just started watching it, so I mean, like just on the pay per view alone and stuff. Like I've, like I was really. I really liked um, having seen AK Kevin Owens on that on that pay per view, so I'm gonna go with him. <laughs> that, that that came up in the text too, where it's 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 hard to not pick uh, a Kevin Steen, um, and he's out of the company at this point, but an El Generico who now wrestles as Sami Zayn. Uh, very hard not to to pick those. It's kind of like saying who's your favorite Canadian. WWF star and being like, oh well, I, I don't know if I should pick Bret Hart or like Chris Jericho. It's like, but no, that's fine. You you can pick them. Nobody's gonna argue that. No. Um, the correct answer is PCO though. That guy is. The... Oh shit. Ooh. That that's a really. 
not well you're a pco mark eric but yeah that, um, <laughs> that, dude, that dude fucking rules <laughs> yeah i mean he he really does i mean and like i mean i know i'm the old guy of this bunch but i can't believe i mean i watched that fucking when i was a little kid mm. you know and it's just cool to see his resurgence and he's a former ring of honor world champion not the best you know title reign and not one of the best you know title matches but uh um but to I did recently find out as I was doing some research for uh, this said episode, we did have another Canadian wrestler on uh, this episode of Irana uh, Best in the World, and I will send extra stickers to anyone if they want to guess who it is. Uh, Michael Elgin. Like Michael Elgin. Oh shit! Michael Elgin's Canadian too. Hey. Yeah. Hey. I know, right? You think Canadians are supposed to be nice, but then you see Michael Elgin, it's like, ah, oh, maybe they aren't so nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's the other one? Isn't Kyle O'Reilly from BC or something like that? Yeah, well, okay. But someone we didn't know was Canadian. Uh, we didn't actually even know their name until this episode, by the way. That might give it away, especially for Will. Oh, uh, I'm going to pronounce it Slesnia. Slesia Sparks is from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I recently discovered. Oh, oh yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. She wrestles up here all the time, like on the indie scene. She's okay. So you're Jody Threat. Once they Wait, gave her name, and I looked it up, it's like, damn, she's like legit. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Okay, so Eric, so you are familiar with her then? Yeah, she she wrestles. Uh, up in um she wrestles all over but she mainly is in uh greek town wrestling and uh she also wrestles in uh c4 which is out in ottawa that's a Stu grayson and evil uno's promotion and uh she's basically like jody threat except like no tattoos and right but like she does stuff just as crazy (laughs) she she was in a big feud in uh this company called super kicked with uh jake something for their world title shut where... the fuck up really yeah, yeah yeah you got it you gotta check i'll send you the stuff on uh on youtube but there's a great match where she fights for the title and it's her versus like jake something and his whole faction and so it's like it's literally her versus like seven dudes and she still almost wins the title um this is from like a couple of years ago and she most recently wrestled in impact as well yeah. she's uh yeah, she she's phenomenal. Yeah, she just wrestled yeah. Jody Jody Star a couple times on Impact, and actually it looks yeah. like she was on AEW or uh, AEW Dark against Willow Nightingale last year too. Yeah, I think she also fought um, not Tiana, but uh, I think Jordan Grace. I think she fought Jordan Grace as well. Okay, and I mean like, um, I can't remember if sorry, not can't remember, but I don't know if this is accurate or not. But it was either her or Jody Threat were who trained i think it was both of them actually who trained trish stratus when stratus was getting ready for wrestlemania no shit or, or, or not wrestlemania the, the one after that backlash or whatever but they, yeah, they were the yeah. ones who she contacted she was like give me your best female wrestlers on the indie scene and it was uh jody and silesia and um there's this other girl named alexia nicole who's like fantastic as well uh, huh. So all three of them trained her like, like the women's scene in Canada is unbelievable. I mean, um, SJ, you could speak to that too, right? Because uh, like, there's a lot of good women who wrestle on uh, those Winnipeg promotions. 
Like I believe oh, yeah. Jody Threat's out there all the time. Yeah, Jody Threat's here a lot. I freaking love her. <laughs> yeah, because Salizi had a little run in AAW against uh, well Heidi Lovelace, now known as Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, that's I I had no idea. So yeah, will like Will you said now that we got her name, we could finally figure out who the fuck she was. So her against Jake something, huh? That's on the YouTube machine. Yeah, yeah. Now super kick is that up by you or is that a um, uh, US based promotion? Uh it's up by me. It's it's uh yeah, it's it's a Toronto local. They're 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 kind of they're good, but they're also like um I don't know how to phrase it properly because they are a good promotion. Like they had they had their top three champions do a trios match for like 45 minutes against House of Black last year. Oh wow. Yeah, it was like I'll send you guys the link to that too, but that that was a phenomenal match. Um they they run every month uh down at this place right beside an insane asylum called called uh, Cam H. So they uh it's a Canadian uh, Association for Mental Health or something like that. Anyway, so they they run in the venue right beside there. So but but they only run their shows at like 10 o'clock at night on a on a Friday night. So um, and and they let the fans come way too close to the ring, so like to the point where uh, the fans are basically there's no seating in that place, so the fans are literally right where the uh, ring is, and they're like grabbing the female wrestlers, or they're trying to like grab the uh, like you know you know when a heel manager um, when a face bounces off the ropes and then the heel manager grabs his foot, yeah. So picture that, except it's like five drunk dudes trying to do that to like uh, an actual wrestler. So, so they end up having to like stop their matches sometimes because the wrestlers jump out to like beat the shit out of the fans. Like it's, it's crazy, but apparently it's an experience. Like you have to, you have to try it once in a while. So. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Jake, something being from Michigan, the Detroit area, it makes sense that he would jump over the border, you know? So, huh. I I had, I had no idea. Uh, when we were going to do this podcast, uh, whether we'd be spending 10 minutes talking about Sleazius Park. So, uh, <laughs> if you ever see Eric Greektown, great review that, um, on that one episode of our, your second last episode of Nattering with E, by the way. I really enjoyed that review, by the way. I know, oh, yeah, that's, I know that's an old episode from like a couple months ago, but it's dropped, but yeah, yeah, from last year. Yeah, when we went to see RVD. Um, I don't think she was on that card, but they had Lady Frost versus Jody Threat, which was a phenomenal match, too. Yeah, so if you ever see Silesia and tell her that Ring of Honor ever, we would love to have her as a guest. So, oh yeah, totally, totally. So I'm, with... I'm a thousand percent serious on that. So, oh no, 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 I know you are for sure. I'll, yeah, I'll tell her. Love that. Do you want? Do you want to talk, let's talk about the time that you were featured on Ring of Honor, where you were a, a hoopla hottie with yeah. uh, <laughs> the Truth Martini and his little metal balls. What did What did you learn from working with uh, Scarlett Bordeaux? Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that goes, I mean, obviously, you know, I, Michael Elgin's definitely up there, but I mean, it's gotta be Steve Generico, um, favorite Canadian wrestlers. And obviously Brundon definitely geared that question towards, uh, obviously our, our guests for the week. So I thought that was pretty funny. So, and shout out to that guy, but, uh, yeah, and, and we'll get into it SJ, but it was, was, um, and you obviously realize that Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen had like a life before WWF, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully, I didn't sound condescending. Like, oh, you know, you know that he was a he was in <laughs> Ring of Honor before he was in WWE. So, 
Yeah, no, I did yeah. know he was in. He did have. I know he did have a history with different like wrestlings and stuff. But I like I said, like I said, it's my first time watching Ring of Honor. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah, he he was well, he um, was Tom, great. Cool your jets here. Cool your jets here. Nice Lucha Underground shirt. Name five wrestlers. Name five wrestlers from Lucha Underground. You you are yeah. kidding, right? Well, I mean, there's Pentagon, there's Phoenix, there's Mil Mortis, there's, you know, there's Matanza, there's Johnny Mundo. I mean, I can go on and on if you want. There's Drago. You mean Johnny MLW? You know, Johnny, uh, Johnny Blackcraft? Johnny, uh... He was Johnny Milwaukee when he came here to wrestle for AAW, so. And shout out to, um, hopefully, future guest Chad, who was harassing the shit out of him. And he kept calling Taya Tara. <laughs> So that was pretty funny. So, um, but we had a second question from Brundon, which I kind of saw, but I suck at Twitter. So, do you have the one ready? Go ready? Go, Will. Yes. So, for those of you who followed the show for a while, uh, you know Tom and I have a bit of a, a disagreement on olives. So, and by disagreement, Brundon Will's asked, just flat out wrong. I mean, Brundon's on my side, so I think I'm in the right. Um, Brundon asked if you had. To compare a wrestler to Olives, who are they and why do they suck? <laughs> and uh, this, it didn't say it had to be a Ring of Honor related thing, but I mean, I'm I'm still kind of maintaining, uh, you know, I mean, the my obvious one would be Truth Martini because Truth Martini right now still just does not. I am all set. I don't want that on my plate. I don't want anywhere near my plate. I don't want that on my table. But uh, I might go with Jay Lethal. Oh wow! I'm gonna, say Jay, I'm gonna say Jay Lethal's like olives because everybody's telling me he's great, right? I love olive oil. I love the foundation, but I still can't quite get on board with a uh, with Jay Lethal. Now, now is that because of like the Me Too stuff, or like you, you're just him as a wrestler? You can't get that. That was part of it. It's just more so he's kind of, um, and uh, Diesel brought this up with like Bret Hart because he asked me like what my thoughts on Bret Hart were. And I don't really have any because Bret Hart was long gone before I started watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. But Jay Lethal just, he doesn't, uh, you know, when I was younger, the Black Machismo character did it for me, right? Loved that shit. Thought it was great. But uh, just the, the, the plain Jay Lethal, just, he doesn't, he doesn't do a whole lot for me. the The character doesn't do a whole lot for me. Like the the move set. The I hate I hate the lethal injection. Uh, I hate the running into the springboard when you turn your back on your opponent. It's like that's dumb. It doesn't even mm-hmm. add anything to the move. Just do a cutter like everybody else. <laughs> and he tells everyone he's doing a lethal injection as he screams it in his opponent's ear for the crowd. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will concur with it, Will, on that one. So, uh, I'm gonna go the exact opposite because Olive's fucking rule. Um, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about, but I'm gonna say Jimmy Jacobs is Olive's because Jimmy Jacobs fucking rules. Um, you guys got to uh, to do a little see of Jimmy Jacobs, but the guy's a fucking genius. Um, some of the moves he was taking and putting on in his match today just shows why Jimmy Jacobs is one of the greatest. You know what? When I saw Jimmy Jacobs, I fell in love with him instantly. 
Nice. I was like, he's like my kind of like wrestler. Like, I like the wrestlers with like the colored hair, the, you know, the glitz and glamour. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just, just something about that. And I fell in love with him instantly when I saw him on that pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he, he's a fucking genius. And, uh, recently signed to W or AEW, right? Backstage, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He left impact for, uh, AEW. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I might start watching AEW again. So, um, yeah, because all this fucking rule, uh, I'm going to pick Jake, Jimmy Jacobs cause he can, and he's got all kinds of variety of shit that he can do. Um, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of delicious, amazing olives that a person can eat. So Will and I are going to continue our 16 or eight, three year and a half year old feud over olives. So, <laughs> The olives. It's gonna come to it's gonna come to a head at some point. We're gonna we're gonna go to Italy or some shit. We're gonna throw down at like an olive orchard, whatever you want to call them. Like twenty five years from now, like we'll totally have forgotten about it. It'll be like this really fancy old uh, olive orchard, and it'll like bring back all these bad memories from like now. Um, but yeah, Eric and SJ, do you guys have any olive uh, flavored wrestlers in Ring of? Well, I mean. We'll do Ring of Honor if you don't. I mean, obviously, SG, you're kind of newer to the Ring of Honor, but any wrestlers in general? I mean, we, we got to start at the base level. We got to start with, with the opinions on olives. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't like olives. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dom. I just don't like olives. <laughs> um, and, like, and I think the, the, the only wrestler that I ever knew that ever made me cringe and be disgusted was probably Ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> Like, it's just, I don't know, just the whole, like, it was, it, it was just, it was just gross to me. It just wasn't like, I know girls were like, ah, for him, but for me, it just wasn't my thing. <laughs> That's Chase 0 for 2 on this question, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's not going to make it to the review, eh? You're going to strike her out. <laughs> well, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't go that far, so. Um, I mean, as I am a ravishing Rick Rude mark, uh, no one in the history of wrestling sold like Mr. Perfect or ravishing Rick Rude, but... I digress, Eric. <laughs> uh, Olive's not a fan either. We had actually at the conference I was at this weekend, we had a big debate on that because half the half the room loved olives, the other half did not like it. But then it's weird because olives do have like a place. Like I very much believe that olives are probably a good snacking food. Yeah, they have a place in every meal. But what I mean, well, what I mean is like if you're if you're eating a pesto salad and you get an olive, it like ruins the pesto salad for me, basically. But um, this is only audio, people. But if you could see Tom right now, he is beside himself, and it's uh, it's uh, interesting. Um, for me, if I'm going, okay, so bad olives. For me, for the longest time, and I'll probably get kicked off here. I know for sure with Mike, I would be kicked off. Hello, Mike Peterson. Shout out to you. Uh, but uh, FTR for me, I find our former ROH tag team champions. I find them very bland. I love the Shatter Machine. Every time I'm on someone's podcast about wrestling, they're like, who do you hate? FTR. FTR for me. I would rather watch 2006 SmackDown tag team champions uh Rene Dupree and I forget what that Suzuki guy's name was but like that's the level of of uh hatred I have towards uh 
FTR. Although I love Shattered Machine. That's a great that's a great finishing move. So Will, are we still friends or no? Because <laughs> you turned around there. I I forgot that you didn't like the FTR. Yeah. I, just I remember record, that I'm still somebody, I remember that somebody in the Discord said they did not like the FTR. I forgot it was you. And, uh, real quick, um, Will did shout out our good friend uh, and former guest, Mr. Diesel, uh, which will be on for a watch along sometime in the next couple of weeks. But shout out to Diesel and Chad, obviously, uh, the godfathers of Visionaries Global Media and the people that, you know, that host this fucking podcast. Um, but Sunshine, I'm on here with three olive haters. I don't like this. Uh, she's telling me to deal with it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's well. right. Faith's on my side. Yeah, she probably is. So, I mean, she does adore you, Will. So, I, mean, I don't blame her. So, Swifties got to stick together. <laughs> God, 60,000 people for 50 concerts in a year. That's fucking redonkulous. So, money, big money. I mean, she's like her own fucking. I mean, I was going to say she's like her own corporation, but she's like her own fucking state. You know, so she's at that level, dog. Yeah, I mean the the yeah the shit's real. So shout out to Taylor Swift. So I I saw a meme today that said uh, Taylor Swift writes music for people who can't get over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good. Well, that's more like more like more like Adele. Yeah. Yeah, hers are, her songs are pretty depressing. <laughs> and I love Adele. Like, yeah, she's really yeah she's very talented. Oh, definitely. Love, love, <laughs> love Adele. Like it's awkward. I love, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, you're awkward. No way, eh? <laughs> yeah, eh? <laughs> eh? Wisconsin, Wisconsin is the Southern eh? Territory to Canada, eh? eh? Um, also, obviously, eh? shout out to Brundon. Uh, thank you for two great uh, questions of dishonor. Uh, hopefully, Mr. Freeze get us some more uh, yeah, for absolutely. next week. But send in those questions, people. Uh, we will answer them. To yes, the there's, a, there's, a, there's a pinned tweet on the Ring of Honor Revelry Twitter page where you can drop questions and we will answer them as they come in. Yeah, and Will's really good at Twitter. I'm just good at retweeting and he's actually good at like putting out like actual messages. So are we getting shirts for Revelry at some yes. point? Or? Yeah. I was yes. gonna ask that too, yeah. Nice. Yes. I don't know Tom Tom and I Tom's uh not making me part of that discussion. I don't even have stickers. So <laughs> well there's only well, one person that's got stickers just because he had to deliver them overseas to save us money, Will. You, so. you got stickers. Wait, well, you gave Kratzo stickers? No, my friend Graham. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yes, but if Kratzo wanted stickers, I'd send him stickers. I don't give a shit. Kratzo's you won't get your man. stickers, Will, I promise you. He's the only one like 10 Kratzo, Kratzo, I will say Kratzo is the man. Oh, he's he's awesome. What did he do for his uh, Patreon thing? I don't think they ever did anything. That's bullshit. Kratz, what I, are you doing? Might have to might have to tweet at the uh, the Wizards to, to to follow up on that. Yeah, it was good to see Doctor Donker, uh, Doctor. Uh, I'll say Doctor Doctor Vor. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, for sure. So love Danny. Um, Danny and Anthony are good people. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you? Oh, wait, yeah. Uh, there was. They were both GCW, at GCW. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. I love though, Magenta. Magenta yeah. is the greatest. Magenta. Is, Magenta is the greatest, and uh, 
Yeah, Ma- Magenta just... couldn't wipe Microman's ass. <laughs> oh, wow! Scott's fired. And if okay. you want to know what Will's talking about, you have to tune into the Shining Wizards Discord or listen to the podcast. Um, but real quick here, uh, before we jump into the episode, I do want to speak the Shining Wizards. Uh, I do want to drop the commercial here real quick. And before I do that, I do just want to shout out, obviously, the Visionaries Globe Media. Make sure you're checking out all the great shows on there. Uh, obviously, banned from ringside. So, Jason, uh, Zach, and Bill, and obviously, VFT, uh, VFTR 2.0. Uh, Chad and Diesel, hopefully, uh, I know D- Chad's got another baby on the way, so he's about to have two kids under two years in the house, and uh, good cop, bad cop, I know you're on a little summer hiatus while Graham's in the in the Europe right now, and uh, obviously Chris Talks Games, um, Brain Buster Boys, am I forgetting anything, guys? Uh, your own stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, shit, I, I didn't even do that on purpose. Yeah, in the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, where I did drop a, a good conversation uh, with Ref Jerry about the upcoming ICW Milwaukee show. Um, and SJ, when we're done recording, let me remind me to talk to you about ICW Milwaukee. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, I want to We're going to ta- <laughs> yeah, take a quick break here, and uh, we'll see everybody on the other side of the break. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less.
What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, we are back, so make sure you check out all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Um, so, the main event of the evening, we are going to, uh, the reason we brought Eric and SJ in here uh, as a couple of um, quote-unquote Ring, Ring of Honor virgins per se, uh, but to review Best in the World 2013 at the Dew Burns Arena in Baltimore. Uh, Will, real quick, this was definitely a different setup. At Duburns, um, look good. I was just kind of—I mean—and it looks like the show was during the day because those windows were fucking bright. I—I I mean, I wasn't mad. It's was probably some matinee show. Yeah, it might have been. I mean, Ring of Honor is pretty much known for that, so um, maybe it was a weekend show. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I—I I won't say it was as pretty as uh, what was it, Columbus yeah. that we reviewed, where it looked like really good. But no, definitely it looked looked great. Audio was pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Um, but to start off the show, we did have a quick recap of Mark and Jay and uh, their promos that we've been watching for the past few weeks. Obviously, SJ, this is brand new to you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mark talking to Jay about how he's all he's talking about is Jay can whip everyone's ass. Um, you know, SJ, as you're a little less familiar with this whole situation than we are, did that promo kind of encapsulate what you're going to see later on? Like, it kind of fire you up and kind of like, oh. Yeah, it got me pretty excited because I was like, ooh, you know, like, two brothers fighting. Like, like, and like I kind of know a little bit about them. So I'm just like, it's going to be an amazing, like, legendary fight. <laughs> um, yeah, and like they kept saying, nobody fights like family. Um, yep. But our opening match. If you didn't fight the nobody fights like family, don't worry. You're, they'll, they'll, they'll remind you. Yeah, that was, I'm surprised that wasn't a tagline for the pay-per-view, but yeah. our opening match, um, which had a little bit of story going into it, um, well, a little bit, but BJ Whitmer uh, versus Mike Bennett. Uh, match with an actual build, um, a little bit. 
Um, as obviously, because uh, Maria accused BGA of saying some naughty words uh, and grabbing her booty. Um, and we got Carino, our uh, Maria, on commentary. And uh, Carino is going to need a towel or three. Um, what did you guys think of this match? Like I said, personally, this is, a, I mean, a great Ring of Honor. Um, I thought it was a super solid opener. I mean, this is just two guys that are just super solid hands, and I mean that in the best way possible. You want? Do you yeah, want to go first, I, I, Eric? I say you go first. You go. First. Okay. Um. Well, when I first started watching it, and like, of course, the like the first thing I noticed was like, like you know, like being like a woman stuff. I noticed how cute uh, Maria's co- outfit was. I like kind of reminded me of like you know, a blind melon, that B girl. <laughs> Um, but anyways, but yeah, other than that, I thought it was like pretty decent. Like, um, you can tell how much like the crowd like really hated Whitmerth because just the way they shouted at him and everything. Um, yeah, and like I like I thought it was really great. Like with the way he he fought and everything. There was like nice boot kicks. There was nice high flying. Like it was it was great. Like it was everything I I like to watch in a in a match. <laughs> Eric, any thoughts? Um. I found it interesting in two ways. One is knowing, like, my, I, I know we're in 2013, but it's interesting to see how, like, um, BJ Whitmer just got fired from AEW for, like, physical assault. And then they literally were saying that, like, the reason this whole feud is is because he physically assaulted yeah. um, Maria. Uh, he's a great worker. I I'd recently watched the 11th anniversary show and his his fight with um, oh shit, what was his name? Um, um well, no, it wasn't Lance Storm. It was uh, no, it was uh, oh Charlie Haas, Charlie Haas. Yeah. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Haas actually, Charlie Haas actually showed up, huh? The yeah. 11th anniversary show is that the one where he threw himself headfirst through the table? No, that was the match after that where they had the the uh, fight to, like, that was their blow off feud because apparently Charlie Haas was supposed to do like a car commercial and then he didn't show right. up, so BJ oh. Whitmer showed up and then they got into a fight and that whole thing. And in that match, you really root for BJ Whitmer because you're like Charlie Haas is a is a jerk, um, basically. Yeah, as a hostile, as you said. That's what that's what the shirt says. Yeah. Um, in this match, I was actually rooting for Mike Bennett because, um, but sort of in an upset way, uh, what I mean by that is not like an upset of wanting him to like, he was the underdog or anything, but upset in the sense that Mike Bennett's always been this guy, even in this era of ring of honor, where you're like, I want him to be as good as Taven or get a push the way Taven who becomes his eventual kingdom mate gets and he's always thrown into these matches where he has to job to like a bj whitmore or like an adam uh cole uh, who's the guy who runs smackdown pierce oh adam Adam, pierce yeah adam pierce like he runs into these guys where you're just like i don't need to see this guy beat mike bennett i need mike bennett to beat these guys and then eventually challenge like a michael elgin or something like that so yeah yeah. he had that feud of landstorm that was like why yeah yeah, yeah. So I was really, and they keep building him up. Like they have R.D. Evan. I mean, uh, that brutal, brutal Bob with him, and they have Maria. And you're just like, yeah, Bennett should win this, but nope. Uh, it goes to B.J. And you're like, well, what's the point of this? Like, wh- where is it going to go? But 
Um, and real quick, we'll just go to the end of the match. But uh, Brutal Bob does jump in the ring. Um, he gets quote unquote bushwhackered out of the ring. Uh, Whitmer hits the Exploder on Bennett for the win. Um, oh, Will, I didn't even ask. Will, did you have any thoughts on this match? I was kind of surprised that this match was on the card because I don't remember it being brought up in any of the prior episodes leading up to it. And this story was from what three weeks ago yeah where they had the match and then maria just said oh he said something to me and bennett was supposed to have lost his shit and she's like look how angry he gets when i say people are bothering me like okay it's kind of a weird angle they're taking with the the prodigy character where they're talking about like contract renewals and stuff but he's also supposed to be like the super jealous, like hyper aggressive dude. I mean, I'm a big, big Mike Bennett fan. Not as big of a fan of BJ Whitmer, um, but mostly because whenever I think of BJ Whitmer, I think about later on we'll see when he got tag teams with Cheeseburger, um, kind of where where all that goes. But I mean, this I thought this match was fine. Again, it surprised me it was on the card. It was kind of like, oh, they're actually going to like keep going with this because it's the victim of the the TV taping schedule where they haven't really touched on this in the last however many weeks. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's something they started. <laughs> um but I do want to mention so SJ you had mentioned uh Maria's outfit. Um I don't know if if you guys noticed this namely will uh but usually Maria and Mike have matching outfits when they come out. Uh but this time they did not. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um, yeah, he had the zebra prints on. Yeah, because they usually are all matchy-matchy, like, oh, look at us. We're mm. just the sweetest couple ever. Um, but this time they were not, so I don't know if they're teasing oh. some. Because obviously Maria does lay in the brutal bob. She, she said that she's got She said that she's got bigger plans. So, ma'am, we'll see if they actually, you know, keep, keep the story going or if this is something where they're going to – Forget about it. Kind of throw it out there, and then they're just gonna move move along and not, uh, you know, not go back, not follow through. I thought yeah. it was really funny when Bob Evans got thrown through the ring there, where he tried quitting a hit in, <laughs> and then just woof, just like back out the ring. It's like I started laughing when I saw that part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I think I think Carino said. I, I need to do more research on Brutal Bob because I don't know what the point of Brutal Bob is. Like I know nothing about this guy. Only the only thing I've ever seen him or heard about him doing is when he's seconding Bennett. Yeah, he just seems kind of useless. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to be like a big time trainer. I mean, obviously, he was supposed to supposedly train Bennett and everything, but um, yeah, well, it'd be funny if you find out that he's like some real badass and all this other good stuff. But and, I mean, the, one, the only other thing I'll say about this match is the, and again, I mean, Carino, we can talk about the highs and lows of Carino. I'm just kind of over the he's on pills commentary stuff. It's getting old. And the, the, the Maria comments, I mean, there's. No matter who's been on commentary, there's always been comments about Maria, and it's kind of uh, very, very early two thousands. I mean, that was the thing, right? It's mm-hmm. absolutely just funny how you have one show yeah. where Carino's like, "I'm not like that Jerry Lawler guy; he's a piece of shit," and then he's being jizzing on himself over the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A man oh. who was recently married. Yeah, he had Adam Cole at his wedding. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so SJ, as a first-time Ring of Honor watcher, and Eric, you're not quite following as often, do those comments kind of turn you off overall, or are you, I mean, okay with it, or kind of like, I know we're all kind of immune to it at this point, because it's all over the fucking place, but um, obviously it gets on Will and I's nerves, but we watch every week. Mm-hmm. Um, as a fresh set of eyes, how do you guys feel about stuff like that? Like the whole um, three towels jizzing comment, I was like... You know what? It doesn't even bother me. Like, I mean, I like... I okay. have quite a, uh, like, you know, I have quite a, like, a sick mind myself, so it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, like, I, 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 like it, takes a, it takes a lot for me to get offended. <laughs> I just expect better, because I know they're capable of better, and I feel like Carino could be doing way more. Like, it's the same stuff, like, when uh, Brian Seltzer was on commentary, and he'd come out, and he'd kind of run him down. It's like, I know he's capable of so much better, and it's just like this really easy kind of low hanging fruit like which when i was i'd again like when you're, you're younger and you're watching monday night raw and you've got jerry lawler it's like oh it's it's funny but now i watch it being 30 years old and like i really could do without this because i know he could do more he could yeah. do something way smarter and way more like interesting That's, i guess than like just if, being like Oh, Maria's here. Oh, yeah. If I, if I wanted to watch XPW, I'd watch XPW. But I'm on a no, don't, 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 don't do that. But on to our next match. And Eric, I know you were excited for this. Yeah. Um, the American Wolves versus Adrenaline Rush. And I'll just go through the match here real quick. Um, and by the way, anyone, if anyone wants to buy me that uh, that Ring of Honor shirt that ACH is rocking, um, I wouldn't say no. Uh, match that was a up. nice shirt. Yeah. I d- actually, I don't even own a like straight up Ring of Honor T-shirt. I really need one, but that's not. Tom, you, you can get those on uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. I don't want a Tony K, Tony TK fucking Ring of Honor T-shirt. Will one OG? But that, anyways, where was I? Oh yeah, um, match started off a little slow. Uh, they're definitely getting to feel each other out. Um, but then ACH gets Davy in a head scissors. Uh, to Darius hits the drop. And then we get some uh, chops on um, on or to get some chops on ACH and things picked up. Um, I love TD chopping Eddie and Eddie shaking it off and then uh, you know telling it to Darius he wasn't chopping hard enough, so he slaps him. Uh, he wants to lay him in. Uh, we get another headbutt off top rope. I fucking hate these. Right, remember everyone, chops should be illegal. Chops should be illegal. And uh, things Why got a little chippy. Um, I, I mean, obviously we are big fans of, uh, adrenaline rush here. Uh, we enjoy the American wolves in the ring. Um, what did you guys think of the match? And we'll start off with will. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't open the show with this. It's been a hot open. Because ring of honor has his ring of honor tends to open with the hot and AEW has kind of continued this having the hot tag team match as the opener. Um, I mean, it was good. Um, you know, it's Adrenaline Rush had all the pieces there to be a really solid team. American Wolves are already established as one of the best teams in Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, can't imagine a crowd being disappointed with getting a match like that. No, not at all. 
And then, uh, Eric, obviously, we know you're a big Tadarius fan, but what job, what'd you think of this one? Um, I'm with you where, like, in the beginning, it started off slow, but once they took it to that next gear around, like, the five-minute mark, you could tell, like, this was going to be a banger of a match. A uh, lot of crazy moves. Um, the f- the way the chemistry that ACH and Tadarius have with each other, like, is just phenomenal and then i mean we've talked about it before and you've mentioned it on earlier episodes about how uh eddie and davy can't cut promos to save their lives but in the ring they're phenomenal guys too they're just like those four guys it's like watching art basically in tag team wrestling it was more hit it was a really good band um yeah and then carino mentioning uh something about davy richards and tony soprano um, I don't know if you guys know the date, but this is like a literally like a week after uh, James Gandolfini died. I was like, "Ooh, wow!" Um, not fucking around, Steve Carino. Uh, but SG, are you familiar with any or all of the four combatants in this match? Um, I like I said, it was my first like it was my first time actually seeing these guys. Like, I mean, I've never cool. seen these ones before. Perfect. Um, but looking at how they fought and everything, I can already tell they were like uh, very powerful and talented tag team athletes. Like they're all very like athletic, very choppy, and <laughs> you know, yeah. But it was really good though. There's a lot of good hits, a lot of good throws. Um, like I especially love the little kid and play dance thing they did at the beginning. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, and then except for that one where like it looked like that like ACH lost it for good when it looked like he was like going on out of conscious. I was like, holy shit, is he actually going out of conscious? What the hell? Yeah. And he made that big comeback. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, wow, these guys are awesome. Yeah. I- a- ACH is amazing. I think yeah. he's definitely he's definitely I feel like nobody says like anything disparaging about him, but it doesn't it still doesn't feel like he really got like the recognition he should have got when he was actively wrestling. Yeah, and then just the way like he like slammed Edwards into the turnbuckle like that. It's like wow. <laughs> like holy yeah. crap. <laughs> it's really good. For, for the longest time reminding us he's not uh, related to Matt Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> for for the longest time I thought that uh ACH's name was Atch. So I'd be like Atch is so good. And people are like who the hell is Atch? Oh, it's it's one of those AC. things like you keep reading the word and you pronounce it in your head, and then somebody says it, and you're like, "Wait, what? That's what that's supposed to be?" Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and like I mentioned before, but yeah, I go into banker Tom. I'm like, "What automated clearinghouse? What the what?" But but um, but yeah, like Will, I I love ACH. I hope he does come back someday. Um, I know he's um retiring again. Um, SJ, I don't know if you remember the whole uh Jordan Miles debacle in NXT. So that was ACH, the guy where they, uh, what was the t-shirt? Like, it was just. It was supposed to be, like, smiles for miles, but the way they had the font laid out, it kind of had, like, blackface vibes. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, so that was. This uh... is from a while ago. This is, this was a while ago. Yeah, this is NXT, probably 2000. He, uh, he left NXT and went back on the indies. Like He did some like New Japan Strong stuff and did like other like indie stuff, but he never really got like really back into wrestling after. Yeah, he should but really he's great. come like, back. You, he... 
ahead, he's sir. done some great stuff in um like pro wrestling gorilla. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who he did it, but he would he would do like the Stone Cold gimmick where he's like throwing stunners and like the Luthez press and Wow. Yeah, and, and he's, he's fucking funny too. But I, I've mentioned this match before. Uh, but if you could check out, um, he had a sixty-minute amazing match with Trevor Lee, um, now known as Cameron Grimes in AAW. Um, you should definitely check that match out. That I mean, it was, it was, it was fucking awesome. Um, you know, and obviously the well, Eddie Edwards is still an impact. Uh, Davy Richards recently retired. You know, again, yeah. but not so. Um, a lot of fun. You know, I really loved ACH being very aggressive this match. Uh, to Darius, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Will, we watch, but it seems like he's slowing down a little bit lately. Kind of like not really caring. Or the, just... uh, the, the kind of the, the flowers kind of off the bloom for me for, uh, for Tadarius Thomas. I really don't think they, they really capitalized on, uh, on the momentum we had. And now putting him in a tag team, I mean, their tag team division is kind of, yeah. I don't want to say it's stale, but there's not really a whole lot of like moving. Like they don't, they don't really toss. Like they don't hop potato the belt around. And Red Dragon just doesn't seem to defend as much as other tag champs did. Um, so this could have been a really great jumping off point. But then you look at their tag team division. Like we're going to see later, like CNC Wrestle Factory. Where's their big moment? Where's the moment for? You know, they they kind of keep bringing back like the Bravado brothers. Like when the when do the Bravado do, do they get a big moment? Like they have all these teams that are there and they're all great, but it's like no, no nothing's really happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a shame, but uh, super solid match. Um, I mean, listen, and they're they're pushing ACH uh, to the moon. Uh, I'm gonna to quote Cameron Grimes, but. Woo-hoo! Yeah, for uh, this match, I was definitely rooting for Adrenaline Rush. That's for sure. Like, I didn't really care for the American Wolves. I didn't really like them. <laughs> yeah, and they're definitely, I mean, they were they were the faces of the division for a while. Um, both Eddie and Davey are former Ring of Honor champions in, in the recent uh, past. Um, and then recently got back together. But I think they're kind of gearing them for kind of, heel t- uh, kind of a heel turn. But uh, end of the match, ACH goes for a 450. Davey gets a knees up for the pin. Uh, but we do get a code of honor, and we do get a little promo from Davey Richard. Surprise, surprise! But a uh, great pop for Adrenaline Rush. So definitely, these guys definitely got over in this match. So, um, any final thoughts before we go on to our next match? I like them better than CNC. I know that's like shut the fuck up, freeze. <laughs> I don't know. For me, that's a hard choice. Like, I mean, because CNC and Adrian Lush are both like watching it for the first time. They're both very talented tag team. Yeah. Like, it's hard to you know pick and choose. <laughs> no, but I- Dude doesn't like FTR. He's saying he likes he likes these guys more than CNC. Tom, where do you find these guys? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. So honestly, no, no, if he came in and good. said he loves olives and olives are his favorite food, I'd be like, this guy's a shill. <laughs> Tom's paying him. And yeah. loonies to get him to come in and agree to all these ridiculous things. Yeah, no, no, no. I I do like CNC, but I just like I mean, like I'm a Tadarius Mark, so that's uh, more my thing. But yeah, yeah. So hopefully he comes. I know he's doing the personal training thing, but you know, Trent said he hadn't talked to him in a while. So um, yeah, just Tadarius. I mean, the big thing he's obviously missing is he he might be worse promo than Davey and Eddie Edwards. That's saying a lot. Yeah, because I I remember um, 
speaking of being a shill, I, I do tune into your podcast frequently. Um, so, <laughs> but but uh, um, what I was going to say is you guys made a point before that if anybody needs a manager, it's probably Tadarius. Yeah. And so, like, I think that makes sense. Like, I totally agree with that. But, like, in ring, him and, him and ACH are just, like, unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. And like, and they've got some very innovative offense, which is cool because they've only been teaming not that long. What six months, maybe? Will not even six months. No, that's uh, that's within the last few months. They've because it started off they were just like paired up, and then after enough times, like, oh, we're gonna give them like a tag team name, and we'll have them be like an actual tag team. Yeah. So, big fans. Um. I mean, yeah, but we're big fans of CNC Wrestle Factory. Uh, and I know I say this every week. Um, either Hunter, either book Cedric Alexander or let him go. Um, please let me know that WWF is bringing her business back because that means Cedric Alexander will be on my TV more often, even though I don't watch WWE. Next match Adam Cole versus Roddy Strong. Obviously, two future members of um, Undisputed Era, you know, coming up here in, in the next couple of years. Um, yeah, Roddy. Oh, how actually, did you feel about the? Did you say a boat? Uh, a boot. How did you feel about thank the? You. Thank you for us Canadians. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the promo package before this, because they mention the slight of the code of honor, but we've seen this twice, and they only pointed out the one time. Didn't they bring out the point where Adam Cole like rescinded that? Yes, but we've seen two different matches where he didn't do the code of honor Roger Strong. They oh. only highlighted one. That's right. Continuity. And then yeah. stupid Adam Cole with his different shorts and his bandana comes out. Oh, I my feelings were just hurt. We're going to wrestle again. Yeehaw. Yeah, we are hey, definitely hey. getting, we are definitely getting, um, we're starting to transition away a little bit. Um, from the aw shucks Adam Cole. Um, and he's got some big things coming up on the horizon, but we can benefit from um, foresight. But yeah, like Will said, they did show uh, the no selling of the Code of Honor a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but did Steve Carino invent Bebe? Because he was it, like, he's, it, he's it like, been, you know, there's, there's, it's possible. Also, Steve Carino with like the fucking neon yellow blazer. Loved it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, obviously, yeah, we've only got three years left with Roddy and Ring of Honor. I uh, really like the referee, very active here. Um, those goddamn co- backbreakers. Uh, Steve Carino still hates chops. Uh, that super kick through the table. Um, and Cole was helping Roddy, but then he went back in the ring. So, what the fuck happened with the end of this match? So, there was a table at ringside, and Roddy went through it. And then the story they were laying is because they're both beat to shit. Adam Cole is trying to help Roger Strong into the ring to beat the, the count so the match wouldn't end in a count out. But the count was getting down there, and Cole made the choice that instead of taking the time limit or the, the count out draw, he was going to slide into the ring and get the win. Yeah, that was a dick move. <laughs> when I saw that, dick I was like, oh move. my God. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> and then, uh, so SJ, so are you familiar with Adam Cole and Roderick Strong uh, outside of Ring of Honor? 
Um, well, yeah, I've, I've, like, I've been following, like, I've followed them on, like, obviously AEW. Okay. Um, so, and then when I saw, like, Roderick come back, like, I kind of, like, kind of figured they had a history. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then so when did, I seen, um, hmm? go ahead. Did you see their NXT stuff with the like, Undisputed Era and stuff like that? Uh, I, like, well, then, well, then I, w- I wasn't really watching much NXT. I was like more like uh, Raw and SmackDown. Like, okay. I only started recently watching NXT. Mm. I'm old sorry. NXT is yeah. old. NXT is <laughs> Will, Will is hating this episode. <laughs> um, last time he has Canadians on. <laughs> no. Um, like I said, a good match. Uh, ending was kind of weird, but okay, as he kind of explained that a little better. But uh, obviously, Carino it's, is sucking Adam Cole's dick. I mean, it's the character really... development, right? Where we're still saying, is he going to join Scum? Is he is he still considering it? And Carino's still really pushing. He even says he's like, I haven't given up. He's like, I'm going to convince this kid that he needs to join up with Scum. And he he kind of follows him out, and then Carino is off commentary for the rest of the night. Yeah, conspicuously absent. He's got business. He does have business. Um, Eric and SJ, what did you guys think of this match? Well, I I enjoyed it, and like I said, like the first like the first thought I thought was like it was pretty cool seeing like you know where Adam Cole and Roderick Strong started out, like so it was nice to see that. Um, there was like some good hits. Like I said, I thought it was a dick move that he just uh, went back in the ring and left his friend there on the table like almost unconscious or unconscious um but yeah there's definitely a lot of hits two very talented personalities in a ring um those are always fun to watch <laughs> yeah and eric um i i thought from what i saw it was good the reason i say what i saw was um my internet was being cho- choppy so like it would freeze on certain points and um like i saw the table thing at the end which was uh, like everyone, tackle everybody else. It was a dick move of him to do, but I get it too because at the end of the day, it's about wins mm-hmm. and losses. It's not about oh, yeah. pals, right? So, and and I think I think like Cole wants to get back to having gold. He doesn't really care about um being Roderick's buddy. So, but but I mean, I think he would be better served in like a faction with truth martini like the house of truth i'd rather see him there than go to scum um like i think scum he'd get lost in the shuffle so i'm hoping that if he does end up going with someone he goes with either truth martinis or uh that guy Artie evans who hmm. um he's pretty good too that guy so yeah and listen um you know will and i discussed this uh throughout 2023 so far, but um, Roddy Strong's definitely making a solid case for wrestler of the year offering uh, him honor 2013. He's just been super fucking solid match after fucking match after fucking match. And then, uh, yeah, SJ, if you ever get a chance, I said, I mean, check out anything Roddy does in ring of honor. Um, he had a, a really decent run in NXT. He really did. But obviously uh, when all of his boys left, he's kind of left with it, you know, was dick in his hands, but mm-hmm. Roddy's a, he's dude's a fucking machine. That's the mm. guy. I mean, he's just, yeah, dude can go for fucking days. Um, and it's hard to believe that, you know, at this point he's like 12 years old and he's already won like every championship in ring of honor, like six times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't age. No, dude, 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 dude aged great. Kept, you know, took care of himself. You know, shows 
So um, I'll have to check. Definitely check out some more of it then. But yeah, like I said, like watching it for the first time, like like I found it very interesting. Like it does make me want to keep on watching. Yeah, and uh, Adam Cole is definitely starting to get his legs under him. He will be a bit later, a uh, bit better later on. Uh, but another match, one of our match of the year contenders, uh, was Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Right about actually at Best in the World uh, last year, um, their hybrid rules match where Adam Cole gets his teeth kicked out. Literally. I was gonna say that's the one, that's the one where he gets his, his teeth kicked in, right? Yeah. Um. That yeah, that match was yeah. Um. And that's where Nigel really shines. So, um. Our next match. Now, I don't mean to speak for the group, but speaking, I have... Speaking a, of R.D., right? <laughs> yeah, speaking yeah. of R.D. Evans, um, personally, maybe match of the night, uh, but Tomasa Ciampa versus Michael Elgin. And uh, real quick, they just run back the Ciampa and Elgin feud. Uh, basically, Ciampa had been out for about nine months or so. Didn't really feel like nine months, Will, did it? But I mean, I guess it was. I mean, we had, we had plenty of Briscoes and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team to watch, so we probably just didn't notice. Yeah, that's true. Um, but he's and recently some stuff started, and it's real riveting stuff. Yeah, but uh, our, the aforementioned Artie Evans is on the call. Um, you know, and then uh, <laughs> I had to chuckle. Kevin Kelly calls out that uh, Adrian Peterson had also recovered from a similar injury and went on to break some records in the NFL. Uh, that comment didn't age very well. I don't know if you guys are very familiar with the NFL uh, or anything, but Adrian Peterson shortly thereafter was convicted for beating his kid with a switch. Yeah, yeah, He hit him in the balls or something with the switch. Like, that yeah. was the story. <laughs> so, um, I, I did have to chuckle that uh, both these guys exchanged. Uh, so, um, SJ Michael Elgin's thing is the 60-second delayed suplex. Um, I saw real, that. Oh, my God. It was really God. impressive that Ciampa hit it on him first. Um mm. You don't realize Ciampa's a fucking. I mean, he's, yeah. Um, but we yeah, also I, had um, Veda before the match started. Veda was going to come down and join commentary. Oh yeah, because uh, we haven't really seen Veda as much. She was the the backstage interviewer, but she has beef with the. There's no Ring of Honor Women's Division right now, but the top uh, female competitor is Mischief. Um, her and Veda are going to be having a match soon. I think the next couple weeks that's happening. Yes, uh, Brendan, we are going to book our Women of Honor Ring of Honor tournament here eventually. It's got to get my head out of my ass. But uh, they both came down, and Kevin Kelly said, "Veda, I'd love to have you here, but I think at this time it'd be better to have R.D. Evans." And Veda said, "Yep, yeah, sure, fine, whatever." Yeah. Um, so we got R.D. Evans. Yay. And I really like R.D. Evans as a human. I guess he is a, a relatively uh, good shoot fighter. But uh, real quick, a couple notes on him. I didn't have a lot of notes because this was definitely one of those matches where you just want to watch. But um, I enjoyed, you know, Comp- or Chompa kind of crawling in to break the count. Uh, but then Elgin just comes out and barricade bombs the living shit out of Chompa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these two beat the piss out of each other. Um, you know, I love uh, when uh, Elgin powerbombed Ciampa, but he got him into the armbar. Uh, Elgin kicks out at one after that vicious knee. Uh, but we get three spinning back fists into an elbow, uh, into the back of the head, into a lariat. And somehow, after all this, Michael Elgin wins the match. I did not, those notes do not give justice to what this match was. <clears throat> it was fucking awesome. I was really looking forward to this match. Um, and we say it every week. Uh, we love Michael Elgin on this podcast in the ring. That's all we're going to say. 
um, for now. I know he's from the Canada and everything. So, uh, but SJ, I'm going to start with you as uh, obviously we had talked in pre-production and in our little DMs that you also enjoyed this match. Uh, for a first time Ring of Honor watcher, what did you, what were your thoughts and anything that you um, really enjoyed or maybe not enjoyed? <laughs> um well i thought the whole thing was pretty well entertaining um i like it, it was like really neat seeing like these really two big tough guys just taking it out on each other like just like crazy and then when i saw like when i saw them like take uncover the cement i'm like oh crap i'm like this is gonna get bad <laughs> um so that and then when they started slamming at each other into the cement i'm like holy crap i'm like i'm like there's gonna be blood there's gonna be blood but then sure enough there was no blood yeah. um yeah and then yeah and then when he did the upside down like the suplex move there i thought for sure that like uh, champa's eyes were gonna pop out of his head i'm like holy crap <laughs> yeah yeah, but it was really good. It was very entertaining. Uh, like two big guys fighting it out. Like, like you would think it was like to the death the way they were fighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Champa's <laughs> wife is from from Milwaukee, so that's always kind of cool because he announces from Milwaukee. Um, and those fucking spinning back fists. The first time I saw one of those, I was like, "What? How the how the fuck you said person's uh, head attached?" But uh, right. It's like wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Like I loved it. It was really entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Eric, did you have any thoughts on this match? I, uh, yeah, I thought that this match ruled. I, I was, I'm a big fan of like Haas fights or like these big, like, um, we're not going to lock up. We're just going to brawl pretty much. And, uh, I mean, they did do some technical wrestling, but you can tell like both those guys at that point, two of the best in the game, you know, just wrestling yep. with each other. So it was, it was great to watch. It was great to watch. Um, as as you both alluded to before, that some those cement spots where they were just like power bombing the crap out of each other. There's one move where um Elgin picks up Champa like he's nothing and literally throws him into the barricade. Yeah. For the buckle bomb. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, how is he how is he awake after that? And then um like all of that ruled, but my my favorite thing too was like I actually thought um, that R.D. Evans's uh, commentary was was good for the uh, throughout it. Like he was telling, like he he definitely wanted to have them both injured because hmm. uh, he's QT Marshall's uh, guy. But <clears throat> he, oh, yeah, um, a, their their tag team na- name now is Martial Law. Amazing, amazing. I miss that. Wow. And then QT uh, Marshall picking over the bones after the, the match is over. Oh, yeah. That, that part was hilarious where he uh, he comes in. He's, like, taking off his stuff slowly. And then both guys recover. And they're like, hey, uh, we're still good if you if you want to do this. And he's like, nope. nope yep. Um, QT is a goddamn fucking heat magnet. Um. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, Eric. I really actually enjoyed R.D. Evans on commentary. He's really starting to come around on me for sure. Um, I, I love QT. The guy is just really good at what he does. Um, obviously, you know, he's got his role right now in, uh, you know, with the Monster Fracture or whatever in AEW. Um, but he's just, or Nightmare Fracture, sorry, my, my bad. But he's just a, he's just a fucking heat magnet. Um, you know, and I thought it was cool. Ciampa just got up and flipped him off, and then he passed off, and then, you know, uh, Champa and Elgin, you know, we get a we get a code of honor. You know, we got some respect. You know, so that was cool to see. It's always fun to see. Um, 
You know, I don't mean to speak for you, Will, but I definitely would definitely put this on here as a match of the year contender. Yeah, it was good. Is it as good as Michael Elgin, Silas Young, AAW, 60-minute, uh, what was it, two out of three falls that was supposed to be? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people can go back and listen to uh, one of those last episodes and Make the make make the decision where we we were we were with a with a confirmed Trent no no question mark <laughs> no Certified no Trent, Trent with that yeah so <laughs> uh, yeah so shout out to Trent and uh, everyone at AAW hopefully they they bounce back after all the chicanery uh, that happened there but uh, yeah it's, Trent it's kind of funny how like we're coming off Forbidden Door and people are like oh the story there's no story but I mean. 2013 Ring of Honor is pretty much like you didn't shake my hand. We're having a match now, or yeah. oh, I'm back from my injury. I'm gonna pick a fight with you. Okay, story's over. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick, we before we get intermission, uh, we get another Briscoe promo, kind of rehashing everything. Um. Yeah, kind of an oddly placed promo, but uh, we've got two three-ways, um, you know. So, we'll kind of jump into that. I don't understand yeah. my notes. From... Our first three-way here, um, Taven. With... <sighs> Taven uh, with uh, Truth Martini, obviously, and Scar- uh, the aforementioned Bardot. And uh, uh, Eric, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, all the information on Silesia Sparks. Um, you know, they said she's Iranian, but she's from Canada, so I'm not really sure if she has Iranian heritage. Uh, but thank you again for all the info on that, Eric. But, uh, yeah, we get uh, Matt Taven, uh, the TV champion, versus our um, SJ and I's personal favorite, uh, Jimmy Jacobs, and Will's not-so-favorite, Jay Lethal. Um, also, the first of the next three matches are all kind of like Ring of Honor versus Scum matches. And I know this is an audio podcast, but this is me jerking myself off because I really don't give a fuck about scum right now. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Tom's just jerking that Milwaukee vest, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Got yeah. that mil- well, Milwaukee I'm, milk. <laughs> I, I'm really glad this is just an audio because I'm actually starting to blush. Um, it's shirt I got on here. Um <laughs> God damn it. That was really funny. Uh, but I did like the start, the hot start to this match. Lethal just goes in and, and just lays Jimmy Jacobs the fuck out. Um, you know, these guys are beating the piss out of each other. Uh, a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot of fun, like, three-way moves on this. Uh, a lot of those probably invented by Jimmy Jacobs or whatever. Uh, you know, you know, and uh, like Will mentioned earlier, uh, Kevin Kelly mentions Carino's conspicuous by his absence. Uh, great action, and then Charlotte takes Charlotte Scarlet takes her shirt off. You know, I mean, obviously, no, I'm not bad, like, but rips her shirt off, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, just and then uh, we get the we want the puppies champ. Okay, you know, yeah, whatever. there was lots of boobs and and uh, butt cracks in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. I, I'm the not the hoopla hotties. They, they had their pants off before they even came to uh <laughs> came to the ring. Yeah, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I got no problem seeing a nice pair of boobies, but I mean. Oh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> also Nigel on com- Nigel on commentary uh, for for the rest of the show. Um, my thing is my my biggest hang up from this match. This was a really fun match. I think it was. It was it was a good showcase for Taven. Excellent showcase for Jimmy Jacobs. I mean, Jimmy Jacobs has been a part of lots of great matches. 
and I, I really, I thought for a second that Jimmy Jacobs had this in the bag. Oh, me too. <laughs> Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal, the fucking olives of my life. <laughs> you got this bad bitch, right? She's got Jimmy Jacobs up. She's gonna drop him like an emerald explosion type thing, and he super kicks her. She's basically helping you, stupid. That was a crazy kick super, to the face, by the way. Yeah. Super kicker after she drops him. That's a really good point. I didn't even think of advantage, that. But, uh, you know, that's that's how the match ends, right? You got to take advantage. You got to take advantage of where opportunity presents itself. Jacobs hits that cutter. And Martini pulls him out of the ring. Matt Taven scrambles back in. And retains over Jay Lethal. Your olives. <laughs> yeah. The olives. The olives. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good to see uh, Sleaze. I'm actually really intrigued by her now with, with all the information I got. But um, honestly, a fun match. Better than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, th- this is awesome. Unless SJ, we talked a little earlier. Like, um, if he didn't win, but I'd say Jacob's definitely star star of this match. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And it was, and I really, and it was really kind of cool how they're talking. How Taven was directing traffic. Taven's like, Martini, you grab his legs. I got this. Um, awesome. I, I really, you know, besides, you know, Jimmy Jacobs being in scum, I really enjoyed this. Um, Eric, I know we didn't get you in much on, on this match, but what were your thoughts? Um, I was, I was similar to you guys as well with that. I, um, I never thought I'd say this because I'm I'm also with you guys in the sense that I'm getting tired of scum, but I was actually gutted for Jimmy Jacobs losing. Like he hits that cutter and then Truth grabs his grabs his feet and then Taven comes in and wins. And I was like, this is the perfect heel move to like win a match, of course, and retain. But like it's making me want Jimmy Jacobs to turn face so that he can go after the title. Yeah. So I was it was interesting that way. But yeah, that, that match from like they worked hard for the time that they had, you know, not like uh we'll see in our next match, but not like like I have thoughts on the next one. So Yeah, uh, I think our thoughts are the same, but um, you know, I have a feeling that Jimmy Jacobs really did um, you know, write quote unquote write most of this match. Um, good on him. Um I had a really Oh, um, even Nigel put out of the fact he's like, obviously, you know, I hate Jimmy Jacobs being in scum, but he's like, he, he's a fucking innovator, you know. So if Nigel, the the biggest anti scum person, uh, not named Tom, you know, is putting over Jimmy Jacobs, so and you know, SJ it was really cool for someone that never really seen Jimmy Jacobs that you gravitated. So I mean, I oh, he you, was you like my taste. he. Yeah, he was like my favorite instantly. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be the one I like in this okay. one. Yeah. yeah, he he is awesome. And if there's if there's anyone in the world that I hope writes a book, um, I hope it's him. I know he came in and he did a seminar for ICW Milwaukee just first started going, uh, but they didn't fucking tape it. So I would just oh, I just love to pick awesome. that guy's brain. So um, he's but, uh, he's great. I mean, we're it's you know we're we're talking about the scum stuff now, but I mean with how important he's going to be later to you could say one of the biggest stars or if you want to call it an AEW homegrown star I mean what we're going to see with Adam Page and Jimmy Jacobs later is 
you know, Jacobs has that longevity. I mean, he's been in Ring of Honor for forever at this point. And he's he's there up until, I mean, not the end, but, I mean, he's there for a while. Yeah. You know, and uh, also, I mean, I, I always put over AEW, but he had a run uh, sidekicking with Brody King. And, dude, it's fucking money um, for sure. So, uh, but our next match, another triple threat, this time for the tag team titles. Uh, we've got uh, CNC Wrestle Factory versus Reed Dragon versus uh, Rhett Titus and Cliff Compton. Um, right off the bat, you know, they make sure there's not going to be any wardrobe functions. Uh, shout out to Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I always crack up on how it's heads exploded that we had a nipple on national TV. Um, you know, and I had to chuckle that uh, Nigel didn't know the rules of the triple threat match. He thought it was an elimination um, See that that took me out of it. That kind of that kind of irked me. Yeah, I was like, it's uh, like Nigel's, the, Nigel's the matchmaker, and he doesn't know what what the match is supposed to supposed to be. Yeah, it was like, uh, um, but I did like we got a CNC Russell Factory chant right off the bat. Um, you know, Red Dragon, CC, uh, and uh, CNC working together. Uh, but obviously, it didn't last long. Uh, hashtag Free Cedric Alexander. Um, and goddamn, I don't know if you guys know this, but Cliff Compton's fucking leg drop is fucking awesome. But it's not quite as awesome as how Caprice Coleman fucking sold that leg drop. You would have thought that Yokozuna had dropped on Caprice's head. It was fucking awesome. Uh, but goddamn, Nigel McGinnis, give me Kyle O'Reilly versus Cedric at some point. Um... <sighs> Eric, I know I think we kind of have some similar thoughts. Uh, what are your thoughts on how the fuck this match ended? It frustrated me because... Thank you. Um, I looked it up I looked it up uh, the other day because I watched this twice, but the thing that frustrated me about it was that apparently they only gave them seven minutes. It was seven? It was only seven minutes. Jesus, so that... I, I thought it was maybe ten, but... Nope. Seven minutes. So as soon as it started to feel like they were getting out of that first gear of feeling each other out and like the typical um, three-way three-way dynamic where one team gets shoved out of the ring and two guys fight then another team gets shoved out of the ring. It was like, and it's over. And you're like, what? It's only been seven minutes. It, like, it, that's it, a- it did feel very abrupt. And yeah, Tom, the official time for that match was seven minutes, 13 seconds. <laughs> I'm throwing my visor in frustration to anyone that's been to an ICW Milwaukee show and all that. Out. Seven minutes and thirteen fucking seconds for this? Are you kidding me? Right, exactly, exactly. Because you're thinking to yourself, it's a championship match. Why isn't this going at least twenty or fifteen or twenty? Fifteen, yeah, fifteen. Um, and like, I there's, love- no, there's no reason that. Um, Wolves versus versus Adrenaline Rush gets more time than the championship match. I mean, I love I don't think anybody was hurt. Uh, you know, and like I said, and to to finish it on a kick to the back of the head, yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, I thought that was kind of, I don't know. Um, that that really irked me. I I love all three of these teams. It's 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 a weird, it was it's a weird call, right? Because it's not like when we saw GCW and they had like a hard stop time and they just ran up against the clock and had to like wrap it up basically like get the brooms like we gotta go um I don't mind anything but I did kind of feel it's very abrupt 
it's like, oh, damn, it's over. Like, hope everybody's, like, actually okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I have my theories on why I think it went short, and I will express those before the next match. But, SJ, what did you think of this match? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Like, um, CNC Wrestle Factory, I, 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 like, I loved their name when I first, like, heard of it. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty cool name. And then just seeing how, like, um, like, talented and athletic they were, like, and just the way they were, like, um, like, kind of, like, fighting hard. But, yeah, I did not like that ending either. Like, it just made it, like, I mean, like, it showed me that, like, it, it seems like that this Bobby, like, Bobby Fish is, like, a dirty fighter, kind of. Like, is yeah. he, has he always been a dirty fighter? Yeah, I mean, he that that's kind of his game. I mean, he's a, he's a quote-unquote shoot fighter, uh, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, you know, and, and like Will mentioned earlier, the tag team division is kind of hurting. You don't fucking help the goddamn tag team division by giving them seven minutes for a championship match. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um. You know, and I, I do enjoy all three of these teams. You know, Will and I have talked, you know, immensely about Red Titus. Uh, super underestimated. Cliff Compton has somehow fucking grown on me. Uh, I don't know how. Um, you know, Red Dragon is awesome. Yes, they are a- a shit heels. Um, but yeah, I was upset. And um, I, like, I like that Kevin Kelly wouldn't say douche at the, when they were coming down to the ring. <laughs> he yeah, was I like. Never- Oh, sorry. Go ahead, SJ. I was, I was, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was gonna say yeah, because like when we when I started watching it, like I already didn't like Scum. Like I didn't really like I didn't like Cliff Compton and Rhett Titus right away. I was like, I don't like these guys. They look like assholes. Yeah, and I I, I, I do like uh, Cliff Compton's Cliff doesn't uh, Cliff don't surf shirt, but yeah, he's like yeah. The, um, everyone calls Bobby Fish, you know, the D word that rhymes with oosh. Um, Kevin Kelly's just a fucking goat. Um, well, we say like, well, it might be a rude word. I'm like, is Kevin Kelly going to drop something where they're going to call him like? I was expecting something way worse than douche. Then I, I was expecting something more, more along the lines of a slur than, than just douche. It's like, you know, we'll bring back hashtag ding dong, you know, because yeah. that's ding ding right in the ding ding. And uh, <laughs> we we do confidence. It's weird how they brought him in, right? And he's supposed to be like one of the backbone members of this, but he gets like very little. I feel like he gets very little airtime compared to the other people yeah. in this faction. And Jimmy Rave's gone. Jimmy Rave was in and out in 15 seconds. Right. Jimmy Rave was part of Scum, and then Jimmy Rave peaced out. Um, hopefully he was okay. Obviously, you know, he did recently pass away. Um, Where was yeah. Rhino? I didn't see Rhino at all. Yeah, Rhino has. He was. Kevin Steen beat him up a couple weeks ago, but yeah, I mean, Rhino's in and out, running for Congress and everything, but... Also, we, we never saw... They, they mentioned it on uh, commentary... Steen and Compton. The, Steen Compton in, like, an empty arena match. We never saw that. Why the fuck wouldn't you show that? You know? It was it was empty, Tom. They, they, they had no cameras. <laughs> I guess it was really, really empty, I Listen, guess. We, so. we, we, we sent some plenty dog shit empty arena matches. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so um, I'm just curious, thing- like where they fit that in because they they showed us like all these other things, like oh, and they had this match in an empty arena. It's like, why? Where is that? Doesn't yeah, those that that Columbus show, I guess. So I mean, yeah, but we didn't see that. I know we did. There's people there. Well, there's no there's people, people at that Columbus show. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if it was before or after. Um, 
But the next match. I'm Wait, gonna... uh, before before oh, we sorry. go there, sorry. Um, one more thing. Um, Nigel mentioned that if Scum lost, uh, no matter how they lost, like those guys would be fired, wouldn't they? I thought I heard that on commentary. So that is in reference to he's in referencing to the the steel cage warfare match that's coming up in four weeks. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think they said four weeks because he's saying like Cliff Compton doesn't have a Ring of Honor contract. Oh, so if Scum is out, Cliff Compton is out. Gotcha. Uh, and that's kind of brought up by Nigel later on about how it's like, it's a shame, but it's like, this is the game they wanted to play. And this is kind of the culmination of Ring of Honor versus Scum. And it's going to be either Scum wins and Steve Carino becomes the Booker man, or Nigel comes out on top and Scum's done. Out. Sayonara. Which, with Scum's win-loss record, I mean, this pay-per-view notwithstanding, I mean, Scum's one-loss record against Ring of Honor is just about perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've lost for three matches, maybe? Yeah, and two of them were on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then talking to Burnett, too. Because so we guess... don't want to, kind of like heading into the next match, we don't count the Steam matches, right? Because they no, Steam's not really on... He's not really, like, gang-affiliated, right? He's he's not part of Scum. He's not, not really part of, part of the Ring of Honor camp. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, Well, unless they're talking to Brunton, so I guess the Steel Cage Warfare is a big deal, and they barely fucking mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's a good lead-in to our, our next match. Uh, I'm going to kind of leave my thoughts alone here for a little bit, but Kevin Steen versus um, Matt Hardy. Um, SJ, as, as the new person on here, um, you said you actually really enjoyed this match. And listen, I'm not I'm not picking on you about it. Um, you know, <laughs> this is this is North America. You can like or dislike whatever match you want. Um, what did you enjoy about this match? Um, well, well, for starters, like I kind like I am familiar with like you know Kevin Steen and Matt Hardy. I'm like familiar with like them and all that. So that's why I kind of like got excited when I saw they right. were in it. I'm like, oh my god, them! Like so, it was kind of cool seeing them like you know younger and like you know in Ring <laughs> of Honor and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like just the way just the the way they fought, it was. I don't, like, I mean, Kevin, like, slamming Matt Hardy into the pole. Like, holy crap, that was crazy. I, like, I don't understand how he still managed to have kids after that. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, kind of funny how he's like, he's not going to have any kids after this. He's like, oh, but he has so many. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? And then, and then, and the fact that it was like a DQ, like, those are pretty exciting to me. Like, I like uh, DQ matches because they're just so entertaining. Um, and uh, like, just like with the table and like the garbage can canniballing into Mad Hardy, like, it was just very entertaining. I really liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, and listen, and listen, it was good to get your perspective because uh, so I could see why they would do this show. Um, I, I'm not a big Matt Hardy fan. Uh, he did a great shoot interview with Kevin Steen shortly after this match. Uh, that was a lot of fun, you know, so I do enjoy Matt Hardy, like the person. Um, but yeah, like as a person that, like I said, you know, the gimmick is a show. If this is your first time seeing a ring of honor, like, if yeah, you, like if you, if you came across like the internet and said, Oh, Matt Hardy wrestled this match in ring of honor. Uh, cause this match is actually spoiler alert is actually on the TV episode. Would that have, would have that like drawn your attention? Like, Oh, I should check out this ring of honor place. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Okay. It would have definitely, yeah, I would have definitely checked it out. Um, you know, Matt Hardy being a big uh, name here. Um, but real quick, um, obviously I do appreciate that Steen kind of looking ahead, right? He's like, listen, we all know this is going to become hell in a handbasket regardless. So let's just call the DQ now. Why wouldn't all of scum just come out right then and there? Yeah, Knowing that Ring of Honor is not going to help Steen. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but I real quick. You, you, know, you know what I didn't like, Tone? I didn't like Steve Carino's entry to the match. 1,000%. I was, was... wasn't wasn't a fan of the the, R, the hard R word. Wasn't a fan of the, the how drawn out it was. We could have shaved two minutes off this. That could have been two more minutes for uh... five minutes. <laughs> that I was fucking honestly watching this. I was fucking irate. They could have cut this down. They could have cut easily cut ten minutes out of all this, all of this. And that's not no offense to the match. Uh, the match was super solid. Um, you know, in, in the end, basically Kevin Steen eats a fucking whatever the move is uh, through a couple fucking steel chairs. But you could have easily shaved off ten minutes of this match and given it to the tag team match. Mm-hmm. That's what really irked the living shit out of me on this. I was fucking. I and it, it spoiled like Will said. I mean, I mean, Carino's promo. Um, I although I did not know that Kevin Costner slept with Cal Ripken's wife. I, that's an interesting fact. Um, like but, that part was great. Like if, if he just kind of stuck to like, right, just getting the crowd like just all riled up. But like, calling the guy or calling the person in the crowd retired and just how drawn out wasn't the meh, meh. It's like why is he doing this? He's never done this any other time before. Um. Yeah, and then the fucking beatdown that went on for fucking forever. I mean, you know, and like Eric, to your point earlier, they could have added that match to the tag team match, which they should have. Um, it really took me out. I do want to shout out, obviously, you know, uh, God, Kevin Steen using somebody's crutch to beat up Matt Hardy. I do want yeah. to shout out. This, I do want to shout out Dysfunction. Uh, Dysfunction actually did the same thing uh, when my wife was on crutches one of her first shows. Uh, she still uh, looks fondly back on that memory, but. Um. Yeah, my big beef with this AIDS scum is just you. You took away from a great match that could have gone longer. It really took me out of it. So I mean, I was bitter from the beginning. So, um, Erica kind of glossed over you, my friend. Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, I'm with you in the sense that it ran a little too long. Um, I knew as soon as the DQ thing was uh, instilled in the match that they were going to. It was going to go long, like, because no DQ matches never go like 30 seconds and it's it's over. Uh, but the part that I thought was unnecessary was um, Hardy, after all the interference, because you knew Steen was going to lose because Scum had like 18 members just like come out and beat the crap out of him and hit him with chairs and so forth. But the part that I, I found annoying, just like you did, was the post-match where um, they they barely raise Hardy's hand after he wins the match and Cliff Compton is once again beating Steen with a chair and it's like a 10-minute angle and you're like the whole point of the match was literally for Hardy to end this feud quote-unquote with Steen 
And now you have this other 10 minutes where, as you said, it could have gone to the um, tag match. The other thing, too, that I noticed in this was that I thought uh, we spoke about it earlier that Artie Evans was really good on commentary. I thought Nigel and Steve Carino were terrible. Like, I thought Nigel was terrible as the uh, uh, follow-up announcer. Like, he just was not there in terms of chemistry or anything like that. Like, like Kevin Kelly tried to save it a few times, but um, you could tell his head was not was not yeah. in it. Well, like we talked about earlier, like the stipulation for, for the triple threat match was like, it's not an elimination match. And, and, and it's like, and Nigel, you're the booker. You're the mm-hmm. one making the stipulation. So that was, um, and Nigel's, and don't get me wrong, Kevin Kelly and Nigel had some great fucking moments. Uh, this was not one of them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's just like, I don't know. I was just fucking pissed. Um, I'm not trying to rain on your parade or anything, SJ, but just, I mean, they could have given, you know, and I'm just sick of fucking scum. And the other thing is, I've harped on this for fucking weeks, but Kevin Steen goes 893 days without getting pinned. The motherfucker's been pinned like six times in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just yeah. irritated with it. But that anyone wants sense. anyone wants to buy me that Kevin Steen uh, convicted shirt, um, <laughs> or anyone can just find it. I'll buy it myself. Uh, let me know. Yeah, when it I was watching feels, this, match- uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we'll say it go ahead. feels a little anticlimactic because our story going in through this is that Steen has been Steen has beat every other member of Scum, like decisively. And his whole point is he's supposed to prove that he is not loyal to scum and i mean the the steam scum storyline has had lots of missed opportunities like the the steam breaking off point was a big missed opportunity they could have done a lot more there and now here like this is supposed to be like this is the top of the mountain like matt hardy is scum's pretty much new leader so to speak the role that he had and the, the match felt like just like a really underwhelming like if this is the conclusion, it's a very underwhelming conclusion to the story that they've been dragging out for two months. What? How many months now, Tom? Like at least two, two months. Um, and real quick, and I, I should know this because it's our podcast. But was the winner of this match gets a title shot against Jay Briscoe, or Matt Hardy's automatically getting that title shot? Anyone remember? Matt Hardy already had it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he already had. Okay. Um, Matt Hardy already had because that's that was um they won that with the uh, the tag match where Steam got rolled up. Okay. Um. Oh right yeah. at Border Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. SJ, what were you gonna say before when you guys? Oh, were both- oh no, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say because like um like because I'm like seeing like Kevin Steen like now and stuff. It's like he's always getting ganged up on. I'm when I saw this, I'm like even back then he's getting ganged up on. It's like every freaking time. <laughs> Yeah, and like, and and listen, I would go back, and his title run was fucking awesome. Um, he definitely had some low point. I mean, he was part of Scum, but Scum was a lot cooler. Um, so don't take this Kevin Steen because he's really fucking entertaining in Ring of Honor. Um, yeah. him and Michael before, Elgin, they, before they NWO'd the shit out of Scum, like when Scum was just Carino, Jacobs, and Steen, it was fucking it was money. Really, like, we, we were on board. But then they end up the fuck out of it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend. It's actually on YouTube. Uh, but uh, Steen and Generico's blow-off match um, at Final Battle last year, their Lattle War, was fucking epic. Have you seen that match, Eric? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, SJ, I definitely recommend tracking that one down. Okay. So, so I don't I, have a pen here. Um, maybe you can send it to me later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. But real and, quick, um, before I go on, I'd to say, the... like, my, our, well, I'd say my match of the year last year was uh, Michael Elgin, Kevin Steen for that their title match because that was also in storyline they had banned the pile driver, so Elgin argued with Jim Cornette to reinstate the the pile driver so it was it was like that was the again a match where it's like maybe steam drops it here maybe they they pulled the trigger on elgin i mean and it was a hell of a match yeah and it was well told you know it was it was a great story told so um hate to give jim Cornette credit for anything but um <laughs> it is what it is and uh real quick before I go to the, <laughs> uh before we go to the, go on to the main event um, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if maybe WWE was really showing some interest in Steen at this point because he leaves within probably within a year um, or so. So I don't know. Maybe because obviously um, Generico, uh, Sami Zayn's I mean, gone. So you've you got to be thinking because they've already plucked so many people from Ring of Honor at this point. And you know they've had like Ring of Honor had Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero like early on, so I mean, like they had like you got to assume that they were at least somewhat aware of of this company, right? Well, Ty- I and, mean you know, Seth you, Rollins. Yeah, I mean you got your Tyler Black. I mean John Moxley, mostly I think through CZW. Yeah. You know I think had some stuff with Ring of Honor, and I mean we've seen all the people that have like rolled through NXT who are in AEW now. But um, shit, where where was I going with that? Oh, I mean, like they, I don't know how you can look at this crop of talent and not see Kevin Steen as like that's the guy I need for my company. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it now, but like the entirety of last year, money. Yeah, total package. A great storyteller. He was a great promo. Um, the whole kit and caboodle. So. Yeah, um, but I, to, oh, sorry, Eric. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I I kind of got the sense with that, like, with how long that extended beatdown was after the match, sort of reminded me of. I, I go back to this often, but it, it reminded me of when uh, Christian Cage uh, joined the main event Mafia. They found out he was leaving for WWE, so they beat the holy hell out of him, and nobody saved him. That's sort of like how this looked. Um, was Steen, but it turns out uh, that Steen wrestles for like another year after this for ROH. So I think, yeah, I think. And were you guys waiting for somebody to come out too? Just kind of like you figure a beat down that long, usually someone comes can make the save. I don't know. I wasn't sure if um, so. Generico had left at that point, right? Like he was yep. no longer. Yeah, his okay. match. His last match was that final battle match. Yeah, because yeah. I heard like. Because you could hear the fans chanting like "Olay" at certain yeah. points. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I thought maybe he would come and save, but if he wasn't even with the company, then of course not. Yeah. No. Yeah. He has first NXT match January 2013. So yeah, he was already well entrenched. But um, real quick before we pull uh, Mark Henry to the main event, I, and um, they uh, if they capitalize on nobody coming out, like if they use that as part of the story. I think it can be spun because I was kind of waiting. They, I don't, it was almost like they were kind of leaning in. like, is somebody going to come out? And I think it would have been interesting if, like, some people maybe started to come out, right? All these people at Steen had pretty much been the biggest asshole 
like the last year. Like maybe they come out, maybe they don't go all the way out. Like you know, maybe they're like maybe, but like no, I'm good. Yeah. Um, you know, all the stuff you put like Jay Lethal through, all the stuff you put Davy Richards through, all the like it's it'll be interesting to see how they kind of continue like the Kevin Steen retribution story coming out of this. I mean, I hope we don't see Kevin for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just just to kind of let that breathe, let the scum stuff move along a bit, and then we'll Pick it up and, and uh, pick it up a little later. Yeah, so we shall see. Um, but real quick, uh, before the main event, we do get an interview with Papa Briscoe, uh, by Larry Mercer. It looks like uh, Mr. Mercer uh, was able to put his phone down long enough to do this interview. Uh, any loyal listeners of Ring of Honor Reverie know that I've got heat, heat with Larry Mercer. He huh. was a TV announcer, uh, and he was in the middle of a match. On his, on his phone, not even paying attention to the match. Um, really pissed off, but I really liked his bow tie. Uh, but Papa Briscoe's here, uh, and I put my notes with his 42 relatives, uh, but later they said it was 60 to the Briscoe clan. Um, I have my own run-ins personally with the Briscoe clan, so I can attest to that 60 minutes, or 60 people, so I think it's probably half the crowd. Um, I don't know why it irked me, but Mark and Jay had the same song. I get it. They have the same song. I know, but you couldn't give Mark something different for this match. No, they didn't do that with um. That's not the first time this has happened. They've 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 had that. I mean, um, I mean, more recently we saw that with AEW when Phoenix and Pentagon wrestle each other. They had they came out to the same song, and they just kind of like kept it going and like. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I get eight. what you're saying though. Like if if. if if one of them had come out to something different, like whether one of them came out to Death Valley Driver and one of them came out to like something else. I don't know. Maybe something like Backwoods by Scissor Fight, you know, or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, did that irk you guys? Did that irk you guys at all? Or is this am I picking nits here? Or did uh, anyone even notice? It, I think, yeah. Okay. It, uh, I noticed it, it, but I just didn't think didn't anything bother. of it. <laughs> And uh, SJ, so you're you're familiar with the Briscoe brothers in general, right? So you don't have much experience with them. No, I yeah, no, I'm not really like I am familiar with them a little bit, um, just because my nephew loved them. Your nephew's so, got good taste. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's my nephew's a huge wrestling buff. <laughs> um. What I, I what I would recommend is probably still to this day one of my favorite matches is the main event for Final Battle 2018 where it's the Briscoes uh, versus SCU versus the Young Bucks. That is a great introduction to the um, to the Briscoes. Awesome match. And it that was uh, SCU is uh, SCU and Young Bucks um, exit from Ring of Honor, too. So that was kind of cool. Um, I obviously knew the Briscoes were going to... Well, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, spoiler alert. But um, real quick, uh, you know, Will and I say this all the time. You, you look at the Briscoes, they're just too... Down and out chicken farmers, rednecks, but goddamn, these boys are fucking athletes, and they're athletes that can fight. Um, I really love the boxer versus kung fu story. I thought that was really fun. And then Kevin Kelly pointed out the first pinfall attempt was well into 13 minutes into this match. Love that. Um, I had to chuckle when they both set up the table together. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Start punching yeah that was great. Um, <laughs> 
And goddamn Jay lays him in, um, you know, and then Jay throws Mark from the top, uh, top rope onto the, onto the mats. And dude, that goddamn chalk out long and fucking Mark sweat on the mat was, fu- it was a great fucking visual. I thought he was going to go through the table because obviously they, they were kind of like set, sizing up that table there. And then when he yeeted him the other way, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But and then real quick, uh, you know, Mark hit a couple of uh, beautiful froggy bows. Uh, second one caught Jay flush in the fucking jaw. Um, but then I've never seen that. So he grabs Jay's arm and slams him. Um, and then uh, he hits the Jay driller. Mark kicks out at one. Uh, took you know three Jay drillers. First, uh, first kick out for the Jay driller. Yeah, and he kicked out a one. Um, and then, uh, Jay hit him with a couple super kicks, but we didn't see that because the camera was looking too fucking jamokes in the goddamn room. What the fuck? <laughs> it's all right. They, they showed it. They showed it back to us on the replay. They, they did. Uh, they did. So that is a very, very, very brief analysis of a very, very, very good match. Um, Will, what'd you think of the main event? Tom, I don't know if you had ever heard this, but have you ever heard that no one fights like family? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I might have. Uh, if I was still drinking, I'd be I'd be wasted if every time I heard it. So this smash was excellent. I th- it's so common for kind of like tag team wrestlers to be viewed as maybe as like the B grade wrestlers, right? Like they they're a tag team. They're not like standalone superstars, but these. And again, we want if we talk about the tag team division of Ring of Honor, like Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards are both great wrestlers who could have fine singles careers. Mark and Jay Briscoe are a much better tag team, but Jay and Mark as standalone superstars are like they're undeniable talents. Yeah. Like it's just it's fun. Like it like when they're both going under the table and like they, they like cordially set up the table. <laughs> like that's that's like when you're saying you were disappointed that they came out to the same song. It's like shit. They could have come out together. Yeah, and just be like, all right, here we go. We're gonna that do it. That would have been hilarious if they did that. Sorry, it's like why 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 waste time on these entrances when we can just walk to the ring and get going? That would have been funny. That is true. That is a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, SJ, what did you think of your? Fr- well, I mean, this isn't even really your. Fr- I mean, this isn't a brisk. I mean, this is a Briscoe's match, but it is just the Briscoes. Um, like, did Ring of Honor do a good enough job of of showing the importance of this match and kind of like because I mean, really, I mean, obviously, his match as awesome as this match was in the ring. Obviously, the the story of this match was the story. Uh, did Ring of Honor as as a newbie um, really kind of portray? Um, the gravity or the gravitas of this match. Yeah, like I mean, I really enjoyed this match. It was very entertaining. Um, I liked seeing how much how much of their family was there to support them for this match. Um, and I and like I said, and like I am f- familiar that you know family fight best. Like I have sisters of my own. I've seen them fight, so it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, no. I, I when I first saw it, I'm like, wow. I'm like, these guys are a big deal. I'm like, this is. I like. I was like, this could really be like. I can see this being like an iconic match. In, like you know, like that's the first thing I thought was iconic right away. 
Um, but yeah, but the, but the way that Jay did the uh, driller, like, holy crap, like that, that like caught me right there. I was like, that was amazing. Like, even though it took like, uh, even though like Mark kicked out of it twice, like, but it, it took him three times to get his own brother out. Like that was wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we, was... we didn't touch on it, but, uh, the, the little kind of like, uh, like little, like, vignette break before the match where they're interviewing the other Ring of Honor wrestlers about who they think is going to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it's oh, like, oh, we got to give it to Jay. And, like, some people are... I love that Roddy Strong was just kind of taking the piss out of all of it. He's like, oh, you want to know who's going to win the, the championship? Because you're talking to me, former champion, Roddy Strong. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, I'm yeah. going to go with chicken. It's like, oh, you are? Okay. Roddy's so good at this time right now, so um and then Nigel's being all analytical and like no, no, no whatever. So um Eric, what were your thoughts on this? Oh, I would have said Kevin Steen was and the advantage he was champ and I'm rolling Um Eric, what were your thoughts on this match? Um uh, as as everyone said, it was phenomenal. I, I uh if I'm ranking the matches uh for for the night, I would go uh, Algen versus Champa number one. Uh, these guys, um, Briscoe Brothers number two, and then everything else basically is how I would rank the card. Um, I thought it was interesting how throughout throughout the it always seems like Mark Briscoe is built up as this underdog, but like with the vignettes and like. Uh, if you watched on the intermission, they they played like that match twice of the of the first time he was able to wrestle, he beat the shit out of his brother and yeah, and like he would just stick it to him that like oh yeah yeah you might like to kick people's asses but I kicked your ass and it was like it was like okay yeah the whole he's like oh I got that win that first match and Jay's like yeah he says he won man I don't know it was it was a long time ago. <laughs> So much has happened since then. Uh, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I really cause... enjoy. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go, no, 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 no. Go, 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 go. Oh no, oh, I was yeah. just gonna. I was just gonna say I really enjoyed that. The the uh, the uh, redneck kung fu. Like yeah. that was pretty. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, you know, we we say it every week on this goddamn show, but Mark Briscoe is a national fucking treasure. Mm. Uh, that's the bottom line. And obviously, Jay, if we miss you. Um, you know, it's been under six months, but uh. Yeah, this is definitely one of those moments where I kind of forgot that Jay had passed. And you're like, oh, shit, that's right, he did. And it's just like, oh, I'm never going to see this again. So it was awesome. It was emotional. Um, Really cool. I mean, they both sold. I mean, I don't want to say they sold it because I'm sure they were hurting. But neither of them got up at the end of the match. So. Right. The the Briscoe clan floods the ring. Everybody's wives and mom and dad and Uncle Jeffro and. Yeah, sisters and yeah, all all of Laurel County. So, well, I mean, we you know we talk about um, Jay's passing, but also when they talk about how Jay's wife is expecting their next child at this point. Yeah, and to know, yeah. you know, ten years later, like what what their situation's like now is it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, did you guys feel like um, Mark had arrived too? Because when when Jay wins the title against Steen to finally 
uh, usurp scum. You're like, okay, Jay's taking his game to the next level. But now that he's fighting Mark, do you feel like Mark is at that level too? Or do you think it was like, did they do enough in this match to make you believe that Mark could um, challenge again for a world title or that he was only getting this match because he's the brother of the champion? I feel like, Tom, if you don't mind me going first, I feel like it's not really stated. And they don't really, like, they don't necessarily put it forward. But I don't feel like they've ever really made Mark Briscoe feel like the number two guy. Like, I think the Briscoes at this point are a ring of honor. They've both been there since day one. Um, Jay got the singles run. And Jay definitely seems like he's the more like of the leader of the two, but I don't think kayfabe or not that anybody would say that like Mark Briscoe is any kind of slouch and that Mark Briscoe is not like just as confident and capable of winning like a world title as, as Jay. I think it's mostly because Mark's the funny one, right? Yeah. And he, he's the one cracking jokes and he's the one making people laugh. Whereas Jay is the more, I'm serious, I want to fight, and Mark's going to say something goofy. But Mark's incredible. Like, Mark is so good in the ring. He's so entertaining to watch. And, like, Jay is great. But I think Mark is the the more entertaining of the two. Mm -hmm. All you talk about is you can whip everybody's ass. I'm glad (laughs) you showed that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I really can't put it much better than Will did. So I mean, yeah, it's just- Matt Hardy is a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. Um, like if this is my first match, I would feel that Mark was just as important as Jay. Um, SJ, did you kind of get that? What was I mean? Did you feel like any lesser that Mark was a lesser of the two? Or I mean, obviously Jay was a champion going in, so you know he's a champion. But um, how how did that optic come come out to you? Well, when I seen it, like, um, I can, like, I can already tell, like, you know, like Mark was like the more popular one, just the way, you know, he went to his family when he came out, you know, he was communicating with them, high-fiving them all and everything. And then when Jay came out, he was like, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm just going to go to the ring. Like, you know, (laughs) so, but yeah, but yeah, to me, it looked like that, like Mark seemed like he was like the, like the more popular one. Yeah. Eric, you got any final yeah. thoughts on the match? Uh, yeah, because I was just thinking too um, on this question that, like, because all three of you have said, you know, they're they're pretty much equals. But then you look at the Hardys, and um, like when you think of the Hardys and their success or solo success, I always think of Jeff first. I never think of Matt, and Matt's got just as an impressive resume as. Um, it is yeah. kind of funny, right? Matt. Matt's got all the title reigns. Matt's got kind of like that cross-brand, like super success, like every company. Yeah, yeah. But even here, right? It's like, are you going to agree to the no, the no DQ, or is your brother the only one with balls? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Where like yeah, you that's... wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think that with the Briscoes, like, um. I mean, I mean, rest in peace, Jay. Absolutely, absolutely. How how we all feel, um, but I feel like 
when that controversy happens where where Jay has to take time off, that um they didn't make it so that like, okay, we're gonna focus on Mark two two sort of thing. Um like they were equal, you know, it, it um basically everything, which was which is interesting to see. Um in terms of the actual match, I thought that it was I mean I mean, if they weren't brothers, you would say, you know, these are these guys could be brothers with the way that their chemistry is because it was unbelievable how that yeah. went. And it was and like, cool how like, I'll oh, start. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, sorry. And, and uh, kicking out of um, like two J drillers and it taking three was like really impressive and kicking and out some nasty of super kicks too. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, sorry, SJ, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was going to say it was really cool how like how pretty like like how pretty similar they are. You can tell like how they know each other works in this match. Like when I first saw it starting out, I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be a very long match because like both of their like they know how each other works and their strengths are pretty strengths are pretty much the same. I thought for sure it was going to be a longer match than what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, obviously the story was, I mean, the, the match, the story of the match was the story, but, um, like we always ask, you know, so if this is your first time seeing Ring of Honor, uh, would you tune in? Um, obviously, uh, Eric, I will ask you first, uh, listen, if this is your first, I know obviously you're a bit more familiar with Ring of Honor, but is this the first time you're sitting in a bar, you're walking to a bar, say, Hey, we've got this paper you coming on. Would you stuck in the bar? And would you go back to said bar to watch more Ring of Honor in the future? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. I, I I think it's um I I like the difference between if if I'm looking at it as a neutral, like just walking into a bar as the scenario suggested, um I like having that alternative to WWE. Like this this provides mm-hmm. me another option. And I think um it's not sports entertainment, it's more of a wrestling and, and that's more what I'm looking for in my in my uh, storytelling and things like that. So I would for sure uh, watch it. And, and I don't mean to speak for Will once again, but let's do like the truth martini sports entertainment stuff. That's what really kind of irks me. I said, I'm not being a prude or I'm not approved by any means. Um, you know, it's just like, if I want to watch it, it's, it's not entertaining. That's <laughs> well, that, well, that too. It's just like, like I mean, I, I want, I watch ring of honor for wrestling. I want to see the, the red, great. the redneck, Kung, the redneck Kung Fu. And stuff like that. That's sports entertainment. That's funny. Mm. People like that. Truth Martini making rapey comments is not sports entertainment. Oh. So, um, but obviously the pinnacle, uh, one of the main reasons besides her charming personality, SJ. Obviously, this is your first Ring of Honor show. Uh, same situation. Listen, you walk into a bar. Uh, this is playing. You know, would you go back to said bar and watch more Ring of Honor in the future? Honestly, I really would. Like, I I found it very, like, I found it very entertaining. I find that the, like, the storylines seem a bit more realistic than some of the other stuff. Like, it's just, it was, yeah, it was really good. I I really enjoyed it. And, like, the whole, like, um, the whole family story with the Briscoes, that was an amazing story. That was probably, like, the best family storyline I've ever seen since, like, with, like, with, like, some of the wrestling that I do watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would definitely go back and watch it again. Like I'm probably gonna actually watch more of it now. <laughs> Sweet. Um. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll definitely get you a list of things to watch. But 
um, this has been a lot of fun. And I, I know it's getting real late. So, I mean, there was a TV episode and I told you guys you didn't have to watch. Um, but I do want to get your thoughts here real quick because basically on TV, uh, they showed the triple threat match for the TV title. More olives. Lots and lots of olives. Uh, they, had, they had the three-way tag match and then they had Hardy and Steen. Um, so let's say they, you had they missed didn't the paper. Call it Road Rage. They didn't call it. No, they didn't call it Road Rage. The um, showcase. But so let's say that uh, you know, with that information I just gave you, let's say that TV episode was the first thing you saw. Would that make you go back? Would those three ma- matches make you go back and buy the pay per view later on? Because I'm trying to. We're trying to figure out why the fuck they do that. I mean, if you want people to pay for a pay per view, but you're gonna get the matches the next week free for TV. Then know. there's like really no point, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, um. So, so as people that don't watch the news often as Will and I do, would would those three matches, you know, in that format, does that do it for you guys? I mean, would it make you go back and watch? Yeah, like I mean, it would have definitely made me go back and watch. I would, be, I would be definitely more curious to see what else they got. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric, how about you? What were the uh, three matches you you? It was basically the th- it was basically the, the three scum matches. So it was the, the triple threat for the TV title. So um, Taven, Lethal, and Jacobs, uh, CNC Russell Factory, Reed Dragon, and uh, Titus and Compton, and then Steen and Hardy. And there um, was not a lot mixed in. So Will, we didn't get inside Ring of Honor this while well, you watched it. So no, uh, it was they they pretty much just showed three matches. Yeah, and there's a couple of promos for the Milwaukee show that's coming up that we don't get to see, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so I just like I just tried to figure out, wrap my head around why they would do that because this is the TV episode that would have come on the following Saturday after this event. Yeah, it's it's sort of the um, I just mentioned that that I wanted something different from WWE, but it's basically the same as WWE where they have a pay per view and then the next night on Raw the next time SmackDown rolls around, you're getting rematches from pay-per-view, where you're just yeah. like, oh, what's the point? Um, but here they're watched... showing the actual matches. Oh, oh, it's just the actual matches from those, the those, Yeah, they literally okay. just replay the same matches. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was going to... Opens with Kevin Kelly says, hey, this is a best in the world showcase. We're going to give you guys some matches from the show. Uh, Tom, have you looked ahead as next week New TV because they are taping in Baltimore, right? It is new TV, and there's a surprise. New TV, so they're not doing the same thing. There's a surprise tag team in the open. There's a surprise tag team in. Oh, sorry. What? They don't give a like what they usually do, where they give you half the pay per view one week, they give you the other half the pay per view the next week, and then I I don't know. The opening match was a new tag with CNC Wrestle Factory from a different tag team we had not seen in Ring of Honor, but had been mentioned earlier in this episode, mainly by Mr. Freeds in a tweet that he sent out earlier to the Mark Order. So that's Um, all I'm going to say. You're going to have to tune into the episode to find out what tag team I'm talking about. Now I got to watch it. Now I got, well, I'll watch it uh, first, but yeah. Cliffhanger! Piece it together, you know, follow Mark Order, follow Eric, follow uh, all of us. Yeah, follow us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, just to answer your question. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I would totally, I would totally uh, watch again. I, I, I know previously when I've come on, I've sounded kind of jaded with the episodes, but like, I, I, I'll, wa- I'll watch till, till I drop basically. But I, yeah. I, um, I was kind of hoping that it wasn't 
when you from your description of this week's TV, I was kind of hoping it was rematches. It wasn't actual um, replays because I wanted that tag team title match to get more than seven minutes. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to see the seven minutes again. I, I know that that that's going to irk me till the day is long. But I'm yeah, that's really because I mean, obviously, you know, you know, the gimmick is a show if this is my first because. I mean, I almost got into Ring of Honor when we started this podcast from 10 years ago. So that's kind of our good. So to get you guys on as a fresh look and trying to figure out why, I mean, literally three matches. So it's just like, you know, would it pique your curiosity to fork over $30 to get the the replay of the the iPro pay-per-view? So I don't know. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, real quick before we pull this train into the proverbial station, and obviously SJ and Eric, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Thank you for all you do. Um, what were your overall thoughts? I mean, like, what? I mean, let's give it a letter grade, a star mark, whatever the fuck you want to do. Sunshine, look at smoke us. Sunshine. Sunshine. I'm talking to my wife, sorry. Sunshine. Oh, just not paying attention. Okay. <laughs> uh SJ, you go uh you can go first, ladies first. So um well overall the whole like pay-per-view, I I enjoyed all of it. It was all very like very entertaining. Um it definitely drew me in, that's for sure, with all the different like um wrestler characters they have and everything. Like especially like Jimmy Jacobs, like I said, I think I'm a fan mm. now. <laughs> Good. Um and yeah, and the only thing I really noticed about it was there is a lot of barricade throwing. Yeah. The and Ring of Honor barricades is- are almost <laughs> a character in and of, in of, in of itself. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. That was that was freaking awesome. Like, I mean, you know, it was it, you know, it was great all around. Like, I would I would give it I would definitely give it a solid like five out of five. Like I enjoyed it all. <laughs> you you can go back and the, the barricades are frequently whether intentionally or not, used as weapons. So, I mean, you see matches where people actually use it as weapons, or if you go back a little ways, um, was, it, was it Rhino threw Truth Martini on the, the barricade? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he landed thigh first. It was nasty. Oh, he, he uh, cut the fuck up. It was bad. Yeah, and Truth Martini's been hoopla. Ter- 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 I think that was a turning point. Um <laughs> Yeah, this, this, yeah, this was a super solid. Um, there was not really any doubt. I mean, obviously, I vented about the the time that that Steen Hardy got, but I mean, as a company, I get it. You know, Matt Hardy's a former WWE. So you want to get eyes on the product. Um, just I wish that tag team match would have gone longer. Um, yeah, I think that probably would have gave me an A, a-, a- status from a B plus on this pay per view. So. So yeah, sweet. Um, any final thoughts? Anything you want to put over, Eric? Obviously, I know you've got your podcast. So let's uh, make sure you put that over. You got any new content coming out for us or anything? Uh, yeah. So, so you can follow me at uh, e underscore freeds on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, we have a uh, podcast page called Nattering with E. Uh, we just got stickers from SJ, who um, our uh, SJ's friend Haley who actually does Natty Nightheart's merchandise uh, as well. Um, 
was was kind enough to uh, create the stickers for us. So um, you can contact me um, via DM for that, and I'll get your address and send you out some uh, stickers and a, a note that says thank you kindly. Uh, in terms of new episodes, uh, I'm going to have uh, former Revelry guest uh, Bauerhausen, a.k.a. David Bauer, on the podcast this week. Uh, next week, I'm still sorting it out, but hopefully I can get someone else on. And uh, we might have a new underscores episode because uh, tonight was the NHL draft. Uh, rec- we're recording this on a Wednesday. Um and then the NHL free agencies over the weekend. So we got a lot to cover on the hockey side of things. Wrestling wise, got to catch up on a bunch of GCW. I know um, Brendan and I might start a podcast called uh, B&E, but not that B&E. Mm. And then um, SJ and I are, are uh, talking about um, eventually doing a movie podcast called E and SJ go to the movies where, Aww. where we record about, um, various actors uh sj have you watched any gerard butler i haven't had a chance yet once i do i will let you know (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly it's on my list to do (laughs) i have a list of all his movies and then uh basically what we're going to do is uh monthly or like every six weeks we'll uh uh binge watch like a specific actor or actress's movie catalog and then we'll uh, review it for an hour and then uh, go on to the next person. So, yeah, that should be awesome too. And uh, start yeah. with three hundred. Yeah, we were thinking. We were thinking That's about the that. And, and then, and then uh, you and I, Tom, we're going to talk Punisher at some. We point. We will. It's, it's going to happen. I don't know when, but it, I mean, I will happen. Um, I promise. So, um, yeah, and you know, if you want to do it on your show, um, I we could do all three. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like I said, I like, like I said on the watch along, it's uh, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Exactly. And, and well, you're saying. I was gonna say I hope you guys do like a Robin Williams or an Edward Norton episode, so Tom can ask you guys eighty times if you've seen Death to Smoochie. Yeah. We should <laughs> that that should be our podcast. Have you seen? <laughs> Have you yeah. seen? And then, uh, Will, you and I have to collaborate at some point, too. Um, also, as always, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you both are very big influence on me. I even made a commercial for you guys uh, that I've sent you before. Um, actually, if you've listened to Nattering with you up to this point, there's an episode where instead of the intro music, I use the ROH Revelry podcast <laughs> commercial as the intro. And then, yeah. then we go into the podcast <laughs> and, and i do want to note that eric can say if it was a good or bad influence so we'll just leave it at that but uh sj real quick is there anything that you want to put over obviously um you know you're on the discord we see you on the twitter appreciate all the love and on the facebook you're one of our facebook ring of honor reverie facebook friends so um well I, like i said it's my first time being on a podcast so thank you for having me on here <laughs> it was it's been it's been fun um you can find me on twitter as carnival of chaos it's with a k like for both chaos and carnival um i'm also carnival of chaos on instagram um and yeah this has been fun and maybe this will open up some stuff for me to get on more podcasts who knows but we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah so I, I was excited for sj to be on because Tom, I don't know if you've looked at numbers, but SJ's got like a thousand Twitter followers. Uh, we don't. So we got to 
hopefully that rubs off on us now that she's giving us the rub here being on the show. Yeah, she's getting really like 53, I think, I think something like that. So yeah. Yeah, like it's mostly horror people though. Hey, it's mostly right. horror fans. <laughs> hey, I mean they they gotta watch some 2012 Ring of Honor. They'd be like, whoa, that's that's some scary <laughs> shit <Yeah>. right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I've been listening to a lot of horror podcasts lately. I started actually watching horror movies, so um yeah. Will uh, is there anything you want to put over, my friend? No, it's time that I say, you know, just again, thanks to VGM and the Shining Wizards Network for hosting us. Check out our past episodes. We got some watch along episodes. Um all sorts of Ring of Honor stuff, or AAW now, you know, the floodgates are open. Um, and, you know, check, you know, like, subscribe, share, retweet, whatever. Be cool, man. Be happy, so. Um, yeah, everything Will said, um, I know you guys gotta get up early in the morning, so I appreciate you guys staying so late. Um, but yeah, shout out to everybody. And I will talk to everybody next week. See ya. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.